Learning Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Adam Schubert, Dude, Julian Navarre, and Justin Baptiste. We got a lot to get into today, fellas. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. Oh, and have a good day. of the Bros Who Think podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy Dewitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 123. We're back from Thanksgiving break. We hope you all had a great, great Thanksgiving. Enjoying the holiday time because the holiday time is upon us. Next up is Christmas. I want to thank Miss Joy Taylor for coming on the pod last week. Uh, two weeks ago. Really, really appreciate it. That was a super dope interview. If you didn't hear that yet, be sure to check that out. But joining me this week, once again, is my guy, Doom. Doom, how you doing, brother? How was your Thanksgiving? Good, man. I had a good Thanksgiving. Ate good. That, that's you know what's up. Can't complain. Favorite dish? Oh, man, that's tough. That's you really had tough. Because, see, I had to do the whole thing. The girlfriend, I went to my girlfriend's family house. I went to, my mama was on strike, so we had to go to a freaking restaurant and then went to my dad's mom's house. But then the, the the crazy thing is once my after my mom was finished with all that, she ended up cooking anyway. So like I had like eight to go plates from different places. But yeah, my family, they held it down. Yeah, you living good, man. See, yeah, I'm all like, the way out of here in Vegas. So I ain't got that much family out here. So it wasn't it wasn't it like was that. It's been a minute since I had a Thanksgiving like that. Real. But, See, yeah, you was just it was just you and you and me, the people with you probably. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a favorite like, dish? Not, not one? I mean, it's all so good. It's hard to pick one. All but right, my, my right. favorite my favorite is mac and cheese, man. Somebody who could really throw down with some, on some mac and cheese, that's always clutch. Like, that's that's a staple. You got to have that. Yo, next time you're in town, I'm going to I'm 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 bring you some of my girl's mac and cheese. She low-key, she's, she's trying to be a chef with, like, in, in her career of life path. And that's one of the things that like she made for Thanksgiving. She was fire, bro. Like, nah, that shit, like, I don't even be, like, I don't even be trying to gas her up, like talking about, cause like, you know, I gotta, I gotta, cause she don't be gassing me up. I try so, cause we both trying to get to our goals, but I had to gas up for that one. That shit was fire. Like it yeah. was the real, but yeah, man, Thanksgiving's over with. Let's get to the topics this week. Not a lot of new stuff, but some weird stuff. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is breaking news. Let's get this out of the way. Well, not even get it out of the way, but let's start off before because everything else is us clowning and us having a good time. Let's start off a little serious. Bro, why the hell is George Zimmerman suing Trayvon Martin family? For I don't know. Big- I saw that That's and thought that it discussed. was fake. Like I, I I thought it was fake. I didn't even really look into it because I, I just thought it was no way that's real. You know, oh, no, I mean? that's but- it, it's 100% real. That's crazy. He is basically suing. Hold on, I had the article pulled up because I was I was talking about it with some of my coworkers at the radio station. They was like, he was proven proven not guilty. So there was he claims they falsified evidence. Uh, he's also, of course, suing for uh, defamation of character and, and slander and whatnot of that capability. Which, I mean, look, if he's gonna put out the Jay Z stuff and whatnot, I don't know how he'll get that from the family because they didn't slander him, but. He could he could sue like other people, but in terms of the family, for him suing the city for wrongful uh falsifying reports, falsifying evidence, bro, you won the case. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. they need to 
they they need to counter sue him. Like I feel like yeah. it's something you could get him on because that's some bullshit. He wildin', bro. How you murder somebody, get away with it, and then sue the family? dollars. That's crazy, bro. That's nuts, fam. Like that is That is. I feel so bad for that family. But at the, I don't want to ask you this. This might sound controversial, but you are a father, and look, I'm not here to judge that man's father, but like. Or, or that man's family for no means. I pray for those people. But if I was in that position, like, is well, no, I'm a law. It's hard, bro. Like, how, how does that? How do you? How do you get a lawsuit from that guy and not want to go beat that dude's ass every day? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he killed. Oh, that's like, that, that's <laughs> the thing that I I gotta give him respect for because this dude just moving around his normal everyday life like nothing happened. You know what I mean? He ain't move away. He ain't do. He ain't change nothing. He said he kept doing dumb shit after it happened, didn't he? Didn't he like sell some kind of merch or some shit? Something that oh, was yeah. mad, disrespectful. He, sell, like, he he like wrote he like signed like the Skittles pack or something. Yeah, he, he was selling it on eBay. Yeah, he was doing some wild shit, bro. Like, I just don't see how the nobody in the family like took it to a crazy level. And, and you know and, what I mean? You, and you said it like I, I I did a horrible job of saying it like that, but that's what I'm that's what essentially I'm getting at. Like, bro, what the hell? Like, yeah. nobody? And, oh, and he also <laughs> off the gun. Yeah, I, I, I tip my head off to his family, bro, because they, they definitely keeping it cool and collected. Close, because, like, enough is enough, fam. Like, if, if, if I'm one of those, if I'm him, I lay back. I don't even, I don't even come out in public. Like, you know what I mean? I stay to my house. I Amazon everything to me. I don't want to be seen no more. I got away with murder, fam. Like, yeah, I'm trying to lay low. This nigga is just parading on Front Street. Yeah, and been doing it for years. Cause let's not forget that Trayvon was like years ago, bro. Yeah, bro. like What's the that fact like? that this shit is even still like the fact that he's still popping up in headlines is crazy. Like That's it should just crazy. become a point in time where they just be like, all right, bro, we gotta throw you in jail for something. We gonna find yeah. something. Wait, you, wait. you gotta go. Wait, is this real? Cause like I'm reading, on, I'm reading on Wikipedia. And I don't, I don't really be trusting with Peter, but did he really die in 2012? Trayvon this, Martin? Yeah, did this happen in 2012? Yeah, bro, that, that sound right. I don't know for sure, but it's been a long time. You know what I mean? Like a long time. That's what he. That's when he would die. That's when he would have died. I want to see when the the trial took. Okay, so they yeah, they decided on on in 2013, bro. This has been yo. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like he one of those people. He did it. He know why he did it. He got away with it. And now he just flaunt the fact that like everybody know I did some racist ass shit and you can't do nothing about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, and yeah, that's what's all of the stuff he tried to sell didn't work. And like nobody was buying or trying to make him like a, a right wing. None of the right wing people were trying to make him a celebrity. And like all his attempts at making money off of this didn't work because everybody turned him into a pariah. And he just keeps popping out, trying to get attention, trying to make money. Well, I just, think I think that's what's leading him to doing what he's doing now. Like I think he realized, like, yo, I'm George Zimmerman. I'm gonna never be able to. He can't go to a normal workplace. You work with anybody black, they about to fuck with this nigga all day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he probably struggling for money, and he done had all these little crazy ass attempts to try to get a hit a quick lick and shit, and nothing working. So now he's like, all right, well, I'm on the last option. Let me sue the family for defamation and shit. Like, nah, bro. Yo, I, hope, I, I pray the justice system does not fail that family again. 
That's all I gotta say. Like I pray it does not fail them in a in a war. Like uh, those people don't even. Have, I don't I, like. And this is no disrespect to them, but I don't believe those people have a hundred million dollars to give that dude even if he won. Nah, they don't. They don't. And but that's that, why. That's why I think his what he doing is just another stunt to like. You know what I mean? Like bro, you you George Zimmerman. Like you wasn't gonna make a hundred mil in your lifetime any damn way. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. You killed somebody. It's not defamation when you did it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. nigga, you did no, you're that. Right. Yeah, you're, what you're are you so talking right. about? <laughs> Wait, I didn't even. I'm thinking about how he talked about the falsified evidence, but he won the case. You t- you just brought up a whole different side. Like that's so true. Like bro, you actually killed the people. What? But you, yeah. but you want him to say you were a murderer. You did do that. Like, I don't care if you're acquitted or not. OJ's acquitted and we call him a murderer every day. And that nigga don't exactly. say shit about that shit. Exactly. So, so oh man, uh, prayers for the for the uh, Martin family, for real, for real, because this shit, they shouldn't have shouldn't continuously have to deal with this guy. This is this is getting ridiculous. But let's talk about something before we get into music, because I wanna I wanna be a chatty patty real quick, because this shit was the move, bro. And like Look, when I say this is the move, ladies, I'm not saying that this dude was right. I'm just saying the fact that this girl bought this, this nigga is moving slippery and sliding. One, one has been successful. The other part of the story has not. Bro, you offset, cheated again, uh, allegedly. Allegedly cheated again. The uh, six, he apparently was hollering at six nines, baby mama, but the, that's not what we're here to talk about. No, we're here to talk about the fact that how he covered it up. First, with slandering Russ and saying white people have no place in hip-hop to speak. But then when that wasn't catching traction because it was a little too early in the situation, he then ended, ended up getting saying his twi- uh posting things on his Twitter or allegedly having his Twitter appear to be hacked. But the, the whole just of the thing was Instagram. But then after he realized that, he said Instagram was hacked. Had Cardi on IG Live with the Geek Squad there. <laughs> looking all sleepy, trying to look sleepy, but that nigga looked wide awake, though. That's the funny thing. Like, Cardi yeah. was looking sleepy, but that nigga was just looking like, damn, I got caught. Like, that's what his face told me. And I was just like, yo, Cardi is literally, and I saw somebody tweet this, so I don't even want to take credit for this, but it was a funny tweet, and it was like, Cardi's literally begging y'all to let her man cheat in peace, but y'all won't let her. And it's true, bro. Cardi was looking crazy on that live, dog. Like, oh, bro, that's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like what they banking on with their entire relationship is the fact that he's a rap star. She's a rap star. They not the couple that you would picture to live this, you know, stereotypical married life. You know what I mean? But they trying to kind of get that image. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. every step of the way offset, fuck it up. You know what I mean? But (laughs) They, yeah. You could tell that they come together as a team. Like, I don't even think she really give a fuck about the cheating. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think she just like, damn, nigga, you fucking up the bag. Like, now we got to figure out how to cover this shit up. You know what I mean? Because that's what they whole shit is built on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that's if the image really that they trying that, to create. I'm, like, see, I'm with you. I, it has to be that because there's no way she believes that. Because, like, that was like nah, a straight up getting caught in your lie, just lying with hat. Like, who is hacking Offset's Twitter in the middle of the, in the middle of the night? And the crazy thing was, in hacking his Instagram after he realized, oh wait, the problem was with Instagram. Like an hour to thirty minutes before, he's posting stories of him with his jewelry. So you telling me you got hacked in thirty minutes? The girl, no, you you telling me you post that thirty minutes to an hour later, the girl posts what she posts, and then after you getting hacked, so you got hacked when she, right when she posts when she like 
No, that lie don't even make sense, bro. Everybody know that that's a cover up. You know what I mean? But the crazy thing about how the game work is you got you got a lot of simp ass people that'll believe that shit, and that's exactly the people that they market into. You know what I mean? So now they sitting at home like, oh shit, he he might have got hacked for real. Like I don't know if we believe this. You know what I mean? And now that you know they banking on a month from now everything stay cool and shit just go back to normal just like the last time because everybody forgot about that shit you know what i mean nobody was really worried about that you know what i'm saying cardi was saying she was happy offset was a change man he got up on the award show apologized said how much he loved her and shit you know what i mean like they wasn't they, they sh- wasn't banking on that shit popping back up again no they're trying to and be a happy family sloppy with it but there's a yeah. thing like i'm really one of them firm believers that no matter how much money like a real street nigga get, you still gonna be a street nigga. You know what I mean? Like, and he move like a street nigga. He do shit like a street nigga. I don't know if you seen the the girl that um she posted the video with the DMs. Like she yes. was recording her swiping through her IG DMs and went to the message where he was talking about how much he missed her and shit. And she does like, too. Like, what is he yeah. doing? Like, yeah, he wildin'. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> But you're right, like, a, a, a tiger not changing his stripes. And, yo, like, Offset got to do better. Because it really, like, it really was at the point where it was like, Cardi was just like, bro, you messing up our bag. Like, and the thing is, I saw a report last year that was if he, if they like, the, but I, but see, that's that's if she leaves him. I don't know if it's, if he causes it through an affair, does he get $100 million? See, I don't know how that works. But, like, that's the reason why I don't think she leaves. Because she makes the most. He don't have to get child support. Yeah, that's the, that's the crazy thing. See, but what's what's crazy about that is even still, his best interest would try to be because I feel like she knows the kind of nigga he is. Like it's not like, you know what I mean? Like he, she just think that this nigga gonna turn into some crazy fateful dude if that's how he moved. Like you, you talking to a street nigga with millions of dollars, like the odds of him just turning into this fateful ass good man is. It's not not too high. He's still young. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the nigga gonna slip up. His best interest should try to be the nigga. I need to protect the bag. Yeah. Like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking in the future, bro. Like, Cardi, 10 to 15 years from now, bro, we talking a, a crazy net worth. You and then she mean? gonna leave his ass. Once she get enough money, she gonna leave his yeah, ass. Yeah, bro. Like, and I'm saying, at this point, I don't even think she need him. The only reason they doing what they doing is because she fucked up and signed with QC and now they businesses together. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's what fucked them up. Because like if now she kept she her shit separate, yeah, it would have been good. Just exit, you know what I mean? Because now, like, if you piss offset off, all his niggas is your label. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like True. that's all his family. That's niggas he's been knowing since before the fame. So they ain't about to just let you out the <laughs> you making all the money. Yeah, they making more than any fire. artist affiliate with QC. And I'm saying that's that's even with Lil Baby and Gunna and all these niggas fucking with him. Like, and that's some big artists. If not, but, she makes as much as Migos, but now nah, you're right. She gotta make more than Migos. I, at this nah, point. yeah, she I, I think now she she passed that. Now, not yeah. saying that Migos at their peak wasn't in this ballpark, but she passed Migos at this point in time. Like I there's no Migos single even booming right now. And Offset no, was the yeah. only one out of the three that had a decent solo project. And it was with him, his biggest song was with his wife. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, this is 
Look, brother, you got to get your bag together. But in terms of cheating moves, yo, he came with the lie. Like, I don't know if she believed it, but he came with a crazy lie. And that was not a good lie. I want to ask you because Russ is trending right now. He, he, he said two statements, both which were kind of good statements. But then at the same time, he always shoots himself in the foot. He, I agree with him where he thinks rap fans di- uh, disrespect the legacies of Nicki, Payne, Wayne, DMX, and some of the other legends. And he also was talking about how numbers don't lie, how if you look at rappers who tour stadiums, there's no other ones besides Cole, Kendrick, Drake, and maybe Travis and Chance. How, how did you feel about Russ's comments in, in himself, of course? How'd you feel about Russ's comments? Hey, he's still a fuck nigga and he gonna always be a fuck nigga, but he is a thousand percent right. I was saying this on Twitter the other day, like people don't realize, like, I don't know what it is about rap that there's always like an excuse. There's always like a something that changes the parameters when we judge in success. Cause like people say, Oh, oh, but do we have bars? Oh, oh, but this, the production on this rapper is better. That's why I like, like, nah, let's just look at success for what it is. You know what I mean? Like, what he was saying about the stadiums is 1000% right. You can't even name a handful on one hand that can go and sell out, you know, one of these big, crazy, like we talking like Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah, no. And, and Drake Solo. does it for like, like, he does like five of them there. Drake yeah, does bro. like two. Kendrick does two. That's this what I'm like, saying. Yo. Like, bro, the rest of these people, like they, they might get into stadiums, but we talking about they on a tour where, where the, the lineup is 10 niggas deep and it's a hell of a card. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you're looking at the lineup and everybody is dope, of course you're going you gonna to make it to a stadium. You know I what I mean? But I'm, I'm going to type go, in a name and see if he does stadium tours. Not to cut you off. I want to see if Big Sean does stadium tours. I'd say at one point he had to be there. Cause I know Wiz does it because that's the other guy I was thinking of. Because yeah. Wiz definitely ha- has done it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, exactly. That's a perfect example. People, well, let me not say that because there is some people who would say that Wiz is in that top tier rapper, but the majority of people I feel like wouldn't include Wiz in top tier rappers. But Wiz, like, he one of the only people I know. He got one of the biggest songs of all time. He got fucking, um, he can go and sell out these huge venues alone. You know what I mean? He don't need to, like, put his freaking lineup packed with Cole and Drake and all these niggas just to attract a crowd. Like, he can do that on his own. And that's success, bro. Like, any 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 other thing, if we're looking at businesses, you're not going to tell me that, you know, the the mom and pop burger shop is more successful than McDonald's just because you like the way they melt the cheese. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, you're right. You know what I mean? Like McDonald's is McDonald's. This is billions of dollars and they do that on their own. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to do that. That shit is not easy. And everybody in the game is trying to do that. Like, it would be one thing if there was somebody in the game like, oh, I'm just rapping as a hobby. I don't really care about success. But these people doing it as their career. There's nobody I know that go into a career saying, I don't want to be as successful as I could be. Yo, I don't you know think Sean I mean? has done it. Sean is the only stadium tour it looks like he did is with Rihanna. Yo, this is nuts. Bitch, I ain't doing a stadium tour. That's that's crazy. But he, he If I'm wrong, fans, let me know, but he he yeah, definitely he was on, the was on the bubble at one point. But Wiz definitely did like Wiz did amphitheaters too. 
Yeah. Like he did that stuff with DJ Drama, but Wiz partners with the right people. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah, no, Russ is right. You can like, and that's it's funny that this is a conversation now because I remember arguing with my friends like along like maybe in 2014, 2013, and we were trying to judge rappers. And I was always well, my, my argument would be who does stadium tours? And it was like at that point, I think Kendrick was just doing his first one or maybe his second one, and J. Cole was getting to like his first or second one. And it's like Yo, the only people in rap right now doing stadium tours are Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. And it's still that way. And then, because I, I would always forget about Wiz, but Wiz does as well. And then Travis, like, has does Chance do stadium tours? I'm trying to think. I don't, I, I wouldn't bet my money on that. He another he, one that's on the bubble. I think he close. That's what, if, I, I don't if know. If minus he, that last little project, if this last project would have did something, I think he would have kind of jumped to that level. Cause he was there, bro. Like he was there around that time when he dropped the shit with Kanye. He was he was there. Like okay, I don't know. Well, he's, okay, he's doing stadiums in twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, like cause he's yeah. doing the Chase Center in San Francisco. That's the new. That's the new. Uh, yeah. The what new the Golden State Arena. Yeah, yeah. They, he playing at the uh, at the uh, Denver Nuggets Arena. He playing at the the Dallas Mavericks Arena. He playing at the 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 uh, Houston Rockets Arena. So yeah. He's doing stadium tours for the next tour, but I don't know if he did it before. Yeah, I, I, so, what's up? I didn't. I didn't know Russ Chance was, was on that level. But oh, Russ yeah. is yeah. Russ is a thousand percent correct, bro. That shit is hard to fucking do. And he and he, he really said some shit when he was like, "Not who you think," because he was like, "Name me seven rappers who've done it." And he was like, "I guess people on Twitter was naming mad niggas that they thought." And he was like, "Nah, nah, nigga, I'm not talking about." who you think could do it in your fantasy ass brain. Like name me some niggas that have done it. You know what I mean? Cause that's one of those things where it's like, if you could do it, you would, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what every nigga is trying to get to. Yeah. So it's like, some if, of these people if, don't have the numbers if, to do that. Exactly. Like if your favorite rapper is not doing it, it's because he can't, you know what I mean? Any nigga would rather do one show that make you, you know, probably up to hundreds of racks than do 20 small venues that make you the same yeah. bag. Now you got nobody trying to play at house of blues for forever. Yeah. Like they, they know they not, even though that bag is great. And like, we're not downplaying the bag of, of underground touring artists of normal artists touring of just whatever level you're touring, you're touring. That is great. But like to Russ's point, he's right. There's only a handful of people like post Malone just did a stadium tour, but we don't consider him like hip hop, but like, that's the type of people you gotta set. You gotta be on the radio to do stadium tours, essentially. Yeah, and you gotta be on the radio nonstop. Whenever you got a song, like non, like for example, I'm telling you who I'm playing. I'm playing or at the radio station. I gotta play Drake, The Weeknd, uh, Tory Lanez. Chicks Tape just got there. That doesn't mean he's doing the same tour. That just means he finally has a song bubbling enough to get there. Lizzo close too, though. He close too. <laughs> Lizzo's probably doing stadium tours. Oh, uh, sure, Ariana sure. Grande is definitely doing stadium tours. Like sure. that's the type of people you got to be top forty, Billboard, constantly on the Hot 100, to, and having numbers enough to where people demand to hear you on radio. So these big stadiums are like, oh, we're gonna bring you because you're gonna bring in the revenue. Like they're not gonna get a little Uzi vert if Uzi can't bring in a stadium size full. And to be honest, I don't know if he's if he packing out Smoothie King Arena. Yeah, I know we like to think he would, but. I don't know if he is, and that's a good transition to this. That new Uzi song is bad, bro. That dance not cool. Like, the nigga's just clowning, and bro, <laughs> it might be over for him. 
I'm so glad you said that shit, bro. That the whole shit is ass. Everything about it. <laughs> Everything about it. The yes. fucking beat was trash. He Yo, wasn't was saying nothing. No D, uh, DDR. Old 90s so, video game bullshit type music. I don't know. Horrible. I don't know. Lucy waited two years to drop this shit. But, and DJ, but, DJ Drama, old ass. And look, I love DJ Drama. And this is no disrespect to Drama because I want to get Drama on the pod. Like, Drama is one of my heroes. I remember listening to Gangsta Grills mixtapes forever growing up. Like, when I, if, when I was rapping, that was my goal. So that's no disrespect to him. But why is his old ass doing the dance to the whole like he know he clowned with this with this garbage ass yeah. song they were I don't even know. I, I just I give Uzi his props is because he can literally make a viral moment out of nothing. Like he 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 got that superpower. It's only a, a handful of niggas that can do that. And Uzi That was got it. it. You know what I mean? That <laughs> yeah, whole no, shit was trash. I agree with you. Everything like, about it was trash, but he know how to market his shit. He got everybody doing that bullshit, bro. Like, if is you go on his Twitter right now, the entire timeline is fucking... Oh, doing that? No. Hundreds of videos of niggas doing this. My question to you is, have we seen peak Uzi? Because, like, I don't know... I, like, if I'm being honest. If he doesn't put out a good album, he's not going to get to the point where he was with All My Friends Are Dead. Because at one point, Uzi was at the... Like, he if he would have dropped an album that, like, Okay, so after all my all my friends was dead was on Love Is Rage too, huh? I think it was before that. It was, okay, so what, what was what was the big smash on Love Is Rage too? Mm, shit. Hold on, I'm I'm pulling it up because like there, there's there's a point that I'm getting to with all this, but after Love Is Rage two, he had a point where if he dropped a fire album, he could have started to be on these stadium tour. I, like okay, so yeah, sauce it up. On Love Is Rage Two, yeah, I don't know how what. Oh, yeah, no, EXO Tour Life was on uh, Love Is Rage Two, so yeah, all it my was? friends. So yeah, this one. Okay, yeah, it was. It was like he had that one. Sauce it up. Uh, Twenty minutes. Dark Queen. He had some fire smashes. And the thing was, if he would have put out an album after this, if Eternal Take would have been fire and came out relatively sooner, he could have been one of them niggas that's on the cusp for stadium tour and getting to that Travis level. Bro, he like he literally was there. He he stopped right when he hit the point where you gotta put your foot on the gas. Yeah. And I, I understand it wasn't a hundred percent his doing. Like he was really frustrated with whatever label situation he had going on. I know him and drama and them other niggas, Don Cannon, they still got their little shit going on. You know what I mean? But I honestly, do you think his music wasn't up to because like I get, I get. He was upset with drama, and I know a lot of fans want to blame drama. But after hearing this shit, maybe they had to send that nigga back into the lab. Maybe he wasn't making that See, fire. I think what it is is for whatever reason they don't want him to drop until whatever he got is what they were expecting. So he getting frustrated with that situation. So I feel like now he's kind of like, all right, well, y'all want to treat me like this and control what I'm doing so heavy. Well, fuck y'all. I ain't going to do shit. You know what I mean? But he can't do anything that he... He can't release anything that he's dropped since inking that deal. So my theory on it is, just looking at the situation is, the last two singles he dropped, it was like that fucking something paradise shit yeah, he dropped. Green, I like the same green paradise, John. I'm not gonna and he had, he had another track on that. <laughs> Uh, money in uh is something with uh money. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. But yeah, you can continue your point. Yeah, that that two pack 
just listening to those songs, and I, I agree with you, those are hard. Like, I jammed both of them bitches, tough. But listening to them, I could tell that they were dated. And listening to this song, I can for sure tell that this shit is dated. So I think he dropping shit that they don't own the rights to. So anything mm-hmm. he recorded before he inked that deal, he could just drop because they don't they don't own that. That's part of his whatever catalog he had. You know what I mean? So I think that's what he's doing. He's trying to release these little tracks because he getting desperate. Like he know if it's if it stay quiet too long, the fans gonna be like, all right, fuck this shit. And his money will stop coming in. Years. Like, he, got, he got bills. Cause he he did this shit like this shit's been happening for a long time, bro. Like this shit happened right. with Love Is Rage. And that album was 2017. You know yeah, what I mean? And I, I remember like, he Sanguine he Paradise ain't do, like that's not enough. He not on the chart. He not being played in the radio with Sanguine Paradise, and that's 2019. That's a not making the radio. The last song that made the radio for a little bit was New Patek, and that was in 2018. Yeah. So this shit, like I, I just don't. I, I look. I love Lil Uzi Vert. I think he's a, he's one of the dope new artists, but I think we might have seen him hit his peak because even if he gets released from them and puts out some trash like even if he's just releasing stuff to release it and then he gets put out of his, his contract you've released so much trash and it's like now we're gonna give you a chance maybe your fans will give you a chance but in terms of hitting the general public i don't know if the general public's gonna give you a chance yeah i mean he definitely got a a hardcore fan base so i feel like if you know oh, even if he, no matter what yeah even if he took two more years before he dropped like i think when he do drop, his fan base will start making enough noise for him. Like exactly what's going on now was like, you know how they got the everybody got this little sheep mentality. We see 20 niggas doing this little stupid ass dance. It must be cool. So I'm gonna do this stupid ass shit too. You know what I mean? Like but see, I <laughs> that's don't think, what's gonna happen. I agree with you, and I think he's gonna make money, but I don't think he'll get to for, back to that rush conversation. I don't think he'll get to stadium tour status. That's what that's what I mean. I with. think he would if it if it happens soon. He just gotta. He can't wait too long. You know what it I mean? Can't like, be like what you said, two years. Like he can't wait two years and then drop something. I think it's possible. Like it'll be harder after two years, but I think as long as the, the sound don't really shift too far from what it is now, he'll be straight. See, that's another thing because if the sound shifts, he's in trouble. Like I think Uzi has exactly what you said. A two, like no more than two years. I think he has a two-year window starting honestly last year but i'll give him till 2021 if he don't hit by 2021 it's over bro it is yeah. over like that's i'm not i'm not gonna lie time. bro i'm calling it now i see the shift happening within the next three to four years that little mumble auto tune just saying whatever the fuck come to your head that that's shit done. is over with yeah it's over with, with bro that. like that shift is happening right now i see it i see no, it. it you right and like he was one of those dudes that could have carried us into maybe a wave of hip hop that's more beneficial to him. And without him here, it's going to transition to that's, something else. And I that's exactly what it was. Cause you know what happened is, you know how like the, we, we looking at the game right now, at least when I look at the game, I see young thug babies. Like it's literally yeah. everybody is young thug babies, but we still got thug active when he want to be you know what i mean like he's still he dropping hot as he should be that's exactly. another thing yeah he but i think i think the thing with thug is that his team whoever he had around him when he was in his come up he you know obviously he he blew a lot of money but he got his money somewhere where he's 
secure. Like he he reached a point where he done made enough to where he feel like he don't need a rap. Cause I, yeah. I listened to Thug when he dropped this last album, when he dropped so much fun. I listened to his promo run and I'm like a huge Thug fan, bro. Like I fuck with Thug. You know what I mean? So I watched every interview on his promo run. And everything that he was talking about was like grown nigga shit. Like he, a lot of it was I, I want to take care of my family. I want to put so he all my that, people. Like, trying to do other other venue yeah, type stuff. Like fashion, I, yeah. like... I I think that's where he at. Like okay. he kind of like okay, I, I I fuck with the music. I made a lot of money from it, but this ain't really what my true passion calling is. is. You know okay. what I mean? Like I and think that's he, cool for the because like. Like you said, his legacy—he's in that—he's in that list of Chief Keith, Wayne, Cuddy, Drake, yeah. people who have not—not—not not, not saying that these people are the best rappers, not saying these people are the best artists. They can be, but not saying they are. These are the people that just have shaped the sound of hip hop, and it and goes bro, back to Dougie Fresh, and it goes back to all that. But just in the in our generation, it's Wayne, Chief Keith, Drake, Kanye West, Kid Cuddy, and Young Thug. Bro, and, too. and and honestly, bro, I think when I'm when I'm judging the best musicians, because we can go back and forth all day if we was like, OK, name your top rapper of this time frame or this time frame. You know what I mean? Like we, we'd never be able to agree on a set list. But what everybody can agree on is that Doug came out. He had a sound and his sound completely changed. Like. You can't even turn a radio no, you, on yeah, without hearing Thug. It's, it's like, he no gotta be in the top to thug, You know what I mean? The, yeah. No matter how, like, because even me, for not even the biggest Thug fan, I can't help but agree with the fact that Thug has shaped the sound of music that we're in with hip hop. Yeah. And, and Uzi, Uzi was on that that way. Yeah. And I think like right when he got to that, because now there's a bunch of Uzi wannabe niggas, but Uzi not there to keep pushing it forward so now we just got a bunch of niggas that don't really got it like that trying to yeah. keep that sound going and all the while you got these, yeah you got these rapping ass niggas that's coming with some heat you huh, know what people I mean? like and, why being Cordae getting nominated for grammy exactly bro and you know what's what what else is cole and kendrick they slowing down whether i don't know if kendrick got something brewing or but but Cole has made it pretty obvious that he's he going like, away. Yeah, he he's slowing down. He for sure taking a step back. I don't know for good or not, but he definitely stepping away for a second. After this next album in 2020. Bro, this this opening, like I think it's like a battle for who's gonna be the next one up. lyrical nigga. Yeah. Like JID's in that race. Uh Chick Golink, we're gonna get to him. He trying to be in that race. Uh, why being? Yeah, no, I don't know about Golding either. We gonna definitely talk about him in a little bit. Why being Corday in that race? But it's like Uzi had a chance, man, because like you said, the guard is shifting. We don't know. Cole's taking a break. Kendrick, it seems like taking a break. Even Drake, to a certain extent, we don't know when the next Drake album's coming. Like to say, Drake, Drake has been the most dominant artist of this past gener of this past decade, but to say. 2019 has maybe been his most quiet year, and he he's dropped Money in the Bank, the song with Ross. But in terms of features, he did the Summer Walker feature, the Party Next Door feature. But in terms of features, Drake's not normally on everybody's shit, picking up the young niggas. 
But that says something about the young niggas. They might not have enough young niggas that Drake's like, mm, just a bad year. I, I think that's exactly what it is. That and the fact that he kind of in one of them young thug situations. Like, I think Drake side hustles. Back. Yeah. Drake side hustles is going so crazy that now it makes rap look like the secondary thing. That's the thing. Like, you know what I mean? Drake is about to be nominated for an Emmy. Like he's about to, he might win an Emmy for uh for uh what's that that Zendaya TV show that everybody been crazy. My girl was crazy over it. I still gotta watch it. I ain't watched it yet. Yeah, bro. I know what you're talking about. I never oh, seen euphoria. it yet either. You yeah. yeah, bro. That shit was hard. Like my girl said, that shit was. Everybody fire. was talking about that shit, bro. Like it, I I never seen it, but I can tell just from how Twitter was going crazy. Like when you open up your timeline and everybody talking about the same shit. It gotta be something, you know what I mean? So he got that, and then in London, I know the London people are going crazy over the Top Boy thing. He brought their gangster show back, so like Drake is killing it. As bro, I'm saying, I'm saying, even outside of entertainment, though, this motherfucker just bought the biggest weed company in Canada, like the largest one. Like we talk about, like billion dollar business. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga on some shit where it's like, okay, nigga, I can fucking tour and make a you know make a couple mil or i can just sit on my ass and own this corporation and make billions like what yeah. the fuck would you choose like i, w- I wouldn't be worried about rap either i still don't <laughs> but he know he knows that though like having his hole on the culture is what allows him to make the moves no you big know what I mean? he's so he's about, still like, he's still he gonna drop songs yeah because he gotta keep the he gotta keep people on yeah. our level loving yeah. them Cause no, that's what right. drop, you know what I'm saying? Cause now what that do is like makes everybody want to go get that weed. Exactly. Makes, like, you go to the dispensary, they they gonna have they gonna have millions of strains. Everybody yeah. gonna walk in that bitch and be like, nigga, what the fuck is the Drake weed? I don't want to <laughs> smoke all this other shit. What the fuck is the Drake weed, nigga? <laughs> like he's smart. He know what he's doing, bro. <laughs> Give me the OVO Cause, cause, cause bro, I'm telling you, that's exactly what it, it's like. Like out here. Uh, Wiz got this partnership with the like one of the biggest dispensaries out here. So when you walk in that bitch, it's literally like thousands of different weeds you could get. But when you go in that bitch, everybody like, hey nigga, what a KK at? I I only <laughs> want that Khalifa Kush, nigga. Fuck all that other bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's marketing. No, you're right. That's I could I could totally believe that, bro. Cause like nah, I could o- only imagine if I was in a place where weed is legal and like the drink thing was. I'd be like, oh, I'm only give me only the drink, cause yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> He's smart. He's smart, bro. That's Yo, a smart that's, ass, man. But see, I gotta say this though. On the flip side of that, some of his things have worked. Some of his things have didn't. Cause like, but I don't know. Niggas said that Virginia Black go hard. I ain't. I, I no. I drank it once. I drank it once. And it was pretty fire. I ain't drinking. I yet. need to cop that. I, I've been chilling. Like I feel like I I haven't really drank in so long. It's probably been over a year since I really like drank to get fucked up. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I had a sip. I might have been to a bar and be like, all right, fuck it, I'll get a beer or something like. But yeah. I haven't really drank. But when I was, when I was in that little phase where I was just turning up all the time. Duce was my shit, man. Mm, I fucked okay. that Duce heavy. Driving the boat, okay. See, to, I'm a Henny man, bro. I'm, I, like, I, like, I, I need to switch up to the Duce because I heard that shit was fire. But it's always been Henny. I, I got to give Virginia Black a shot I'm, I'm, I started drinking again, and I got like just, just like casual drinking again. Like you know, go out to dinner with my girl, maybe get a drink here. I gotta try the Virginia Black though. I gotta get back on yeah. that wave. But uh, we mentioned Gold Link. We're going to get through all these news topics and then do the music reviews last because there's, 
There's only a couple. Uh, yo, what the? All right, I didn't even want to curse, but like, what is? Was what, what was up with goalie, fam? That right there is literally a nigga crying for attention, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that was. I, th- there's literally no other explanation. It's just a nigga crying for attention. Like I don't even like. Okay, so even if Mac Miller did what you said, what does good does it bring to mention it now that he's gone? Yeah, I, why you didn't mention this when he was here? Like you, you had well, plenty of time. The thing is, though, it's like because. I'm not gonna say Gold Link is trash because he's not trash. Like he's, he's not, a he talented, he's a talented dude. But he got that that syndrome that a lot of artists get, where they one of their songs pick up steam, and now they think this is it. I'm the next Drake. I'm the next Kendrick. I'm the next like I'm that nigga now. And it's like nah, nigga, you caught one, but we only like that song because of Brent Fires. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, you got a like, good point. That's my shit. That's like, my shit. you know what I'm saying? Like, that song was hard, bro. But you take that fucking hook off of there, and niggas wouldn't even play that shit back not once. You no, know what I'm right. saying? The only like, reason why I play that song is to your Brent. Like, you absolutely right. And it's just like, he caught him one, and like, yeah, nigga, it's your song. So, like, when it start blowing, everybody gonna be like, oh, Gold Link got the new Smash single, and now you got this newfound fame and shit. You, you getting money, you doing shows, you know what I mean? And now he think, like, when the Grammys thing happened, I don't know if you've seen his little rant about the Grammys, but he was salty that he wasn't a part of that. And I'm just like, nigga, you ain't even dropped two albums yet. Why the fuck are you mad that you're not included in the Grammy? Like, you you are not on that level. And I don't think that's fucked up to say. You know what no, I mean? Because everybody, everybody got to start at point A before they can get to B. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody that you're looking at that's nominated for these Grammys, they had to start somewhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Post Malone grabbing all these Grammys. You didn't think that he was the weird nigga grinding on YouTube that nobody gave a fuck about before White Iverson. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, it's it's a process. Why are you And then it's all, it's all <laughs> business relations, too. You, not to cut you off, because it's like, niggas who do the, the, like, for example, Drake performed at the Grammys before he won one. Like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some other people, but you get, the, you get the point. Like, people perform and do, like, the artist come up thing, and then you find out the next year they win because they build their relationships. Gold Link's not building relationships. Like it, it, it sucks, but it's a talent competition. But at the same time, it's a popularity and about who you know and who you're cool with. And if, if like you're not in that, like you're not gonna win one. And it's like, okay, I get your Grammy argument or whatever. I get your Grammy rant. I'm not upset at that. But for you to then go rant because you, your attention didn't come like you wanted, and then go rant about someone who's dead, like, bro, let the dead rest in peace, my guy. Like, what are you doing? And it was like, bro, even if, because I'm kind of one of them people, like, unless you speaking high of somebody, don't say shit. But it wasn't like he just brought up a past situation that was kind of like, uh, you probably shouldn't have said that. Like, the nigga was talking down on the nigga. Like, yeah. That's the part that got me. It didn't say he is friend. Like, I would like, never want my friends to speak like me. He got on stage. Facts. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one thing if I'm alive. Like, nigga, now you got to see me. Like, we going to have a conversation. Yeah, we got to talk. But I'm dead, nigga. Like, I can't even defend myself. I can't even, for all we know, this nigga just making shit up. And Mac <laughs> not here to say nothing about it. You know what I mean? Like, 
that shit is corny, bro. And of That's all some lame people, ass shit. <laughs> like of all the people to to Mac was a good dude, bro. Like I ain't, That's what I'm saying. I ain't never heard somebody like this is the first I heard somebody talking down on Mac name. And it's like I've I've talked to people who who who've been cool with him like personally and like those people swear by Mac Miller and it's like I'm gonna just go with what I see and it's like bro you just like it's just the wrong person like because I I just can't believe it like especially since he can't defend himself so I'm not gonna believe you for that like I'm sorry it just sucks like that dude has more carte blanche with me than you do Golink like I'm more inclined to believe that Mac Miller like yeah you might have inspired him or whatever but I like. Mac Miller was a genius when it came to music. I'm not about to believe you, dog. I'm sorry. And not to mention, this is a nigga that is is common knowledge that he was the one that kind of put Gold Link in the position That's to even be doing the shit that he's doing now. So, you know what I'm saying? Because like people don't understand, especially like when you are artist and you know you talented. You know what I'm saying? You know you got the shit that oh, man. If my shit just got in the right space to hit the right ears. I'm taking off. You know what I mean? The problem is there's a million niggas trying to get yeah, past right. the gatekeepers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like these gatekeepers, you come up to them and you like, and I, I say gatekeepers, that's kind of like a negative term, but I mean, just anybody who could connect you to somebody to get well, nah, to where you're going. You say, like the people that's on, like you're, and you're absolutely yeah. right. Continue on this. Like I'm not going to like continue because that's true. Bro, the fact that this man even took the time out to help you even an ounce is something crazy you know what i mean like like, he made it on and forgot how crazy of an act that is because i can be i can guarantee you that even go link where he at now he got a thousand niggas in his dms like hey bro check out this link no facts and he ignoring every last one of them motherfuckers you know what i mean so no, it's I know like exactly. that that speak to character and for you to wait till this nigga gone, you know what I mean, to say something is nuts to me. Like that shit is yeah. crazy. It's wild. That you make you make a great point because that's like that's like Jason Woodlock. I will never, ever badmouth Jason. Yes, I might disagree with what he said. He might disagree with what I'm saying. And I'll even say when I disagree with him, but I will never talk down on that man's name because that man gave this network its first shot. Like, you can't forget who put you on in this game. Like, you're, I, that's that's so true, bro. Like, I would never talk down on the people that put us on. Hell no. Like, and, and, them but, niggas gave us a shot when nobody else would. And Exactly. And it's one thing, like, when somebody do something for you and you kind of, you feel like you indebted to them a little bit, like, you can have a disagreement with them. But there's a way to handle that shit. Like everybody's still humans at the end of the day. You can go up to somebody and be like, yo, I don't I don't like how you did this. Like I think this is how we should handle it all. Figure out a way to move past that shit. Instagram, but the fact Instagram. that he never said shit until the nigga gone <laughs> and then wanna badmouth them is that's like, bro, you you don't deserve nothing no more, dog. Like, yeah, that's, I can't support none of your singles. Not that I would anyway, because <laughs> unless he throw Brent on the bitches again, then I might, I might check it out. You know what I mean? But it's like, damn, nigga, like, what are you doing? You know, I'm with, I'm with you 100. And shout out to Anderson Pack because like Anderson came called that nigga goofy. Like Anderson was hot, but bro, I and, and, and I agree with everything he said. And and Anderson, he he handled it way better than. I would, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like Anderson I, I think about, I think up. about like somebody who I'm close with, bro. Like one of my bros, 
like if one of my bros passed and somebody was just bad mouthing them on some shit that I know is a lie. Yeah. Bro, you you gotta see me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we we good. we gonna talk it, we gonna talk it out, and it's not gonna be much verbal shit happening. You know what I mean? Like that's just next level disrespect to me. And the way oh, Anderson right. handled it was like, bro, I tip my hat to that man. Like he he said, nigga, I ain't with the tough shit, I ain't with the gangster shit, but I'm gonna let you know about yourself. You a clown. And then he even said, nigga, I tried to hit you to where we didn't have to do it over this social media yeah, shit. And you ain't answered. Yeah. That's how you that know he was on some bro. clown shit. Yo, you know what I mean? Just wilding for that because you're right. I told I totally forgot about that because you you're so right. Anderson said I tried to get this off of social media, but you you forced my hand to come here. So I'm gonna just say my piece and I don't give a fuck how you feel. No, he right. Like he tried to. Nah, bro. Yeah, Golding fucked up for that shit. That's just crazy to me, especially somebody like you said that's just known for being like a good nigga. Oh, yeah, Everybody that talk about this man, I'm saying this even before he passed. Like niggas, niggas forgot about that. But like, this man was doing good for people before. Like, cause it's easy to you know paint somebody in this crazy good light. Like after they gone, you know that's just the respectful thing to do. You like, oh, he was a great person. He was this. Nah, he, was but that. he was like that. But right. You know you a for real good person when people praise you when you hear they talk about all the good shit that you you done. When you alive, you know what I mean? And Mac like, put on a lot of people, not just Golding. Like, I remember when seeing Mac in tour, that was the first time I saw Chance in tour. That was the first time I saw a lot of people, like, they knew what acid rap was, but that was the first time they really got to experience Chance the rapper as the guy who put out acid rap. Put Chance, he gave the internet a shot. Like, he, he gave Vince a shot. Like, Chance put, I mean, not Chance, Lord, Mac put a lot of people in position. Like, that's why I'm, I'm shocked. Well, Anderson was the only one that had to speak because, like, I wouldn't expect Schoolboy and them to speak. I feel like they would do it all away from the social media stuff because that's not them, yeah. and rightfully so. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't even like, and I, I'm trying to think of ways where I'm like, okay, well, maybe he meant this. Maybe he meant it to come off as, but there's literally no other like. Because even when you think about it, like respect. Like, even if it's just the music stuff, you didn't have to say some of the other stuff you said about him. Like, damn, bro. You like, yeah. it, it wasn't just the music. Like, you sounded salty about some shit. Like, yeah. and it's just, ooh, like you said, it's just jealousy. And, and, and you know what that, that come off to me as? It was kind of like he realized that his, the spot he was at wasn't enough to take him to obviously the goals he had in his mind. He wanted to be a part of the Grammys. He wanted to be one of these like household name ass niggas. Yeah. So the artsy fartsy guy of this Yeah. Generation. And it it sounded to me like this whole little rant about Mac was like, damn nigga, you should have did more. You know what I mean? You should have mm. put me on more. And now I'm mad at you because I ain't where I thought I would have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. And man. that's that's the crazy bro, when you really think about that, that is fucking sick. Like nigga, you <laughs> do for you do something for yourself, nigga. Like it can't you can't always be mad at everybody else. He mad at the Grammys because he didn't get it. And, and, and you're not doing nothing with your spark. And bro, real shit. The Grammy, the Grammys be snubbing niggas a lot. Like that's like right. a historical fact. That's known. They snub niggas all the time. Like every year, there's always one 
not even one, multiple nominations where you like, damn, they didn't even nominate this. Oh, damn, like they let Freddie this Gibbs shit win. Nominated, like yeah, you'll see Freddie upset about his his rap album, like yeah. and 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 the Grammy rant he had, I agreed with. Like he was basically like basically saying how like nigga, this this ain't for us, so I don't want to be a part of it. This don't represent what we doing. They award niggas that is not even a part of our culture for the shit that we doing. You know what I mean? So why would we want to be a part of that? And I'm like, okay, I feel you a thousand percent. Cause I would really love for there to be a Grammys for niggas. You know what I mean? Like for real, the the real true cause BT is it's not it. They got you know politics what I mean? with that too. And and people forget that that's owned by Viacom, which is Facts. white people. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, they they let us get our nigga shit off, but it has to be marketable for them. Like it, it won't be the truth. Like it's only okay. Like yeah, we like this and we support this, but this ain't really good for our network. So you can't do this. You know what I mean? Like you never gonna see the real nigga moments. You know what I mean? So I'm waiting for somebody to have that on their own I, and I, like I think Revolt need to do that like that would be the perfect that would be, be a good spot for that. it no you're absolutely right that's something that Puff should definitely consider doing because Revolt is the place where they can kind of get off but they are they are partnered with Viacom so you know but I think Puff would yeah get the, get the pass to do do what he wanted but that's not that, that's beside the point let's get to the to the to the uh songs we got to review PND dropped man while we were going party next door dropped two songs the news and loyal. I love the news, and I'm gonna be honest because at first I was gonna come in here and say loyal ain't it? P and D, you gotta come back. That was some hot poop. You and you and Drake was clowning. As I listen to loyal more and more, I'm like, oh, all right, you're my best friend. Let's go, bro. What's crazy <laughs> I'm is like this <laughs> I'm mad that you took my take because that's literally what I did. First listen, I was like, yo, this shit is ass. <laughs> And the more I jammed it, bro, like, cause one thing about me, bro, is like, I'll listen to a lot of music and like for people that's not like, you know, the main names, you know what I'm saying? Like we talk about A-list people. I'll kind of just disregard it if it's not catching me at first, but for people like P and D, like he deserved like, okay, if I, if I don't like it first, listen, I, I'm gonna run it back a few times. Make sure fans, I yeah. make sure my opinion was right. You know what I mean? Cause you know, different, you could be in a different head space when you listen to it and you like, that's not what I was expecting. So it's trash. But then you go back and listen to it when it's the right vibe and the right situation. And you like, yo, this shit is hard. And that's what loyal was, bro. Like yeah. once I, once I had that listening, I was like, yo, this shit actually fire. I jammed that shit like I jammed it like 50 times in a row, bro. I just had that shit on repeat. Like I was like, yo, this, this shit is cold. No, I'm with you. And see, some people might say it's because we got girls, but like, I don't know, bro. That shit kind of go hard, man. Like, I, I I dig it. Like, I'm with it. And then the new shit, that shit is tough. Like, we already knew news was hard. Yeah. So, like, I, I ain't mad at PD. I just hope the album, because he is dropping an album in January, which I'm excited for. I hope that delivers because I know he. I'm not gonna say he fully delivered with this, but he delivered because, like, like we said, we enjoyed the song. But like, come January, I want some where maybe loyal's mid. I want like less mid. Like, I want some fire coming in January. Yeah, and he he there, bro. Like, I think what he, the the two pack wasn't 
S tier, but it was damn sure A tier to me. Like after yeah, sitting with it, I like was, it was, it was quality. Like for a two pack, it, you can't solid. really, you can't really expect much more out of a two pack. You know what I mean? Like I think when when you drop a two pack, that's what you want the two pack to do. Yo, you know what I mean? I like his two pack more than the weekend two pack. Ooh, and that's crazy because I don't know if you saw, bro. That they they kind of low key taking little sub shots at each other. Yeah, I saw that when, when Party said the news was or the loyal joint was number one weekend was like, nah, it's heartless, bitch. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and and the way he did it was so slick, bro. It was like like some some petty like ex girlfriend type shit where he he did it in a way to where it's like I'm not saying that I saw what you said or I'm not watching what you're doing. But I'm going to I'm I'm let you know man. that, like, nah, my shit is number one, not you, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, the only I way know I'm that shit really, got to hurt, bro. The only way I think it's real hurt. shit is if we can drop his album come January, which I could be possible. He, he gearing up, bro. That's that's what the two-packs do. The two-packs <laughs> is supposed to, like, you drop it and everybody listen to it like, damn, these shit's kind of hard, like. I the rest right of it, at. yeah. And now you build an anticipation. You know what I mean. So when when they drop them two packs, they gearing up for something. Now I liked Heartless a lot from the weekend. I was like, yes, he got that toxic bitch Bella Hadid out of here. Yes, yeah. we're back to we're back to sniffing cocaine, getting fucked up weekend. Like let's yeah. go, <laughs> let's that, bro. That's that's a hell of a combo, bro. When the song started with uh, I I um. Uh, something about I ain't with a bitch I'm with a, uh, a bitch need or some shit in the way I'm gonna pull up the lyrics that shit got me I was like whoa I love my girl I'm telling you bro it's, <laughs> there's never been a combo better than cocaine and able nigga I promise yo, you that this never man need a bitch with a bitch need oh yo <laughs> we going there yeah he, he getting it off he getting it off man <laughs> I put that shit on I'm like yeah let me let me ride my Mustang windows down at night like Singing hard, yeah. I never need yeah. a bitch. I'm gonna bitch me. <laughs> this this album gonna be crazy. I I hope so, man. Cause like he got rid of that woman. We we we're back to toxic maleness. Like let's go. And and what, the crazy thing to me is this. I told my girlfriend this because she was she was jamming a little bit. She, she I don't know if she liked it as much as the other stuff, but most women really love this weekend shit. And I'm like. That's been his entire career. I remember when House of Balloons dropped, that whole project was the most disrespectful shit towards oh. women that I've ever heard in my life. Like, it really in, in, in singing? Like, because rap, you know rap, that's what they do. <laughs> but I've never heard a nigga sing and sound as beautiful as The Weeknd. And just be disrespecting the fuck out of women, bro. <laughs> Yo, and they and love that shit. They love they that do. shit. And the crazy thing is, I, went, I saw him at ACL, and this was when, like, Hills was out. And people are like, yeah, Hills is great. But, like, you don't realize what he was saying. Like, when he said he won a Kids' Choice Award for sniffing Blow, I'm like, yo, he really did. That shit is nuts. And they have little girls who are, like, in middle school, and the fathers are just standing there looking at this, this dude sing all of this provocative, <laughs> fucked up shit. And I'm just like, bro... I know you hear what this nigga saying. Like me, I'm looking at you. You looking at me. You see what's going on in this crowd. You see these little girls shaking their. Why are your daughters here? Like bring yeah. your daughters home, fam. Yeah, they, that's crazy. No, dude, they had to be 14, 13. Like that's what? Crazy. What are they doing at the weekend concert? That's crazy. And what's wild is they have no idea what this nigga's talking about. That's the <laughs> thing that blow me. You know what I mean? Like that's what because the weekend shit, bro. Like. 
people sleep on how cryptic he is with his lyrics. It's you know like, what I mean? Yo, like I remember it. I remember when fucking all of the, the trilogy projects dropped like on their own. And this was like before you could just go on Genius and click a lyrics yeah. and see what he was talking about and shit. Like, and I'm listening to it and I listen to it like I don't know if you remember the track The Knowing. I'm gonna try not to go too hard on a song that's this old, but like, bro, if you really listen to the lyrics and figure out what he talking about, like this man is sick, bro. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm listening to the track and I'm like, yo, I hope this nigga not speaking on real life situations because if he living like this, he living crazy. Yeah, he living wild. You know what I mean? He living, like, he living crazy, bro. <laughs> and like. People don't even know what he talking about. Like, I remember asking somebody if they understood the lyrics. And then I remember I had, like, I basically broke the lyrics down to him. And they were sitting in the car like, what the fuck? This nigga's crazy. Like, this nigga's wild. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, y'all niggas need to, like, y'all listening, but y'all not listening. Like, he's not saying listening. some crazy <laughs> shit. Women can be listening to Abel, but I've been saying that for years. Like, how y'all, like, he is never championing you guys. Like, ever. Yeah. Like, uh, he does not champion y'all. Like, uh, he's championing his fucked up lifestyle. <laughs> bro. And and I'm going to try not to go too crazy, not deep dive on it. But the knowing was basically saying he knew that his girl wasn't being all the way faithful. So this nigga, he was like, yo, I got something for your ass. <laughs> this nigga goes... Fuck a side bitch. He don't even fucking much wipe his shit off. He goes straight from the side bitch yeah. shit to the to his girl house and make her give him head it's after he smashed the other bitch. And he he basically saying like, bitch, I know you know what's up. I know you taste that shit. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking in my head like this is the craziest song I have ever heard in my life. When when you listening like that, bro, like this nigga's crazy. Yo, it's nuts, and that's my thing. So that's why when I heard Heartless, I was like, "Yes, we're getting back to that grimy shit." Oh, uh, if you get back in that bag for this album, I, hey, that's gonna be album of the year. Might as well. And give Blinding it Lights was Blinding Lights was the pop joint. You made you you definitely gave me a vibe where I was like I, that made me like it when you was like, "Yo, this kind of Miami Vice," and I was like, "Yo, this is Miami Vice." Like I need to be down in South Beach jamming this, but. I think I felt like I was playing Vice City. <laughs> I was in my car, like nigga, I'm Tommy Versetti in this motherfucker, nigga. <laughs> That's what it is, but it was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't like it, it was. It was. It was a good vibe for that. But like other than that, it was just. It wasn't like something that like I listened. Like I got to be in the mood for that. If you know what I'm yeah. saying, I can listen to yeah. any like. Yeah, that's I can definitely to not the one that you just throwing on in your everyday playlist. You know what I mean? But fact. it was. It was hard. Like I, I fuck no, with I'm it because I, I'm I like when people step outside of the normal sound. I'm, I'm Facts. just a big fan of that period. So like when you step away from what everything else sound like, and it still sound good, I'm with it. I'm supporting yeah, it a thousand. It shows you artistry even more. So we gonna see what he got. I, I think, I think the two pack gonna go well though. I mean, not the two pack. I think the album gonna be just fine, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Party got to do. Let's talk about an album that I think was under. Was kind of, well, let me not say slept on because a lot of the people in the community knew about it, but I don't know if a lot of mainstream knew. I got to shout out Netflix and Deal. I need to watch the documentary, but shout out to O3 Greedo. Shout out to Kenny Beats. This album, honestly, is in the running for one of my favorites of 2019. Like, I didn't think so at first, but I kept listening to it, and I'm kind of glad we, we were talking about it now because, like, bro, I really like this album. Yeah, it's a good it, album. 
Kitty Beats did his thing. Like he, if you want to talk about production, kid, kid, disco shit, blue people. Like I love how Kenny, he ma- he doesn't make complicated beats. He makes beats that sound really good, but that are, I'm not gonna say simple because the way he does it isn't simple because he's making such dope stuff. But the way that he leaves a space for the artist's voice, only some producers do that and do that well. That's why I love Forty. That's why I love Boy Wonder. Those dudes, even Elangelo, like that's why those dudes when they make a beat, they don't try to bog it down with like this kick, this kick, this kick, yeah. this sound, this synth, this little noise. Like they and they make it to where the the voice is an instrument. And he did that so well with Greedo's yeah. voice, bro. And I'm saying, as a producer myself, that is one of the most complicated things to do. You know what I mean? Because you you literally battling the fact that you want to show off your ability as well. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm sure if it was up to him, he could just go crazy. Like if it was just like, yo, I'm just trying to make the hardest instrumental, I'm going to go stupid. You know what I mean? But knowing when to tell yourself like, yo, this sound really hard, but you know what would sound even harder is if you just took that out. Like that's hard to discipline yourself enough to be like, yo, let me pull this back. Let me dial this back to let this dude do his thing. And that's you know why I, mean? I can't say his beats are simple because it's like, yeah, they sound, they, they're complex, but they're not at the same time. It's like, they're simple enough to where it like, it works, but at the same time, he had the wherewithal to be like, yo, let me not add this sound because it'll take away from the artist and it'll take away from the grand scheme of things. Like, that's a, that is a tough skill to do because like, I'm, that's a problem with a lot of young producers, man, they overproduce. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is like most of these guys, they pull up to a studio session and they have, you know, a hundred pre-made beats that they play for the artists and the artists just pick what they like and yeah. you know, they record from there. But you could tell like, nah, they they in the studio working together. That's the difference, you know I mean? man. That's the, they, you can always hear the difference of someone yeah. that gets in and like, not even if they have a relationship, but they they might not be friends before this or after this, but for that moment in time, they came together and collaborated like Voltron. And sometimes they, you don't make Voltron. Sometimes we don't see that. Sometimes we see like the old knockoff Zoids version. Not that, yeah. No disrespect to Zoids because I fuck with Zoids. But like, you know what I mean? Like we might not see the Power Rangers Megazord. We might see like, ooh, this is like season 14 of the Power Rangers where this shit is trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and bro, that's crazy because like a lot of people, like especially if you don't actually make music, you know what I mean? people don't really understand like how hard it is to work with somebody else. Cause it's, it's kind of like, like having a conversation with somebody who's not interested in the same things as you. Like you can try to like start that small talk to kind of get something going, but it never really happened. Cause they don't, they don't fuck with nothing you trying to say, you know what I mean? But it's like you speak in a whole nother language. Like it's hard to communicate so, you know, like if two people got a vision on where they want to take something musically and trying to get it to come together in the right way, it's tough. And they did it right. Like, I, you could you could hear the quality of the music. You know what I mean? No, they did a damn good job. Like, shout out to shout out to Greedo and uh, Kenny Beats. We got another album we want to talk about. I want to ask Doom about this because I know he a hip hop fan. Yo, Fab Drop, Summertime Shootout 3. I know that's not our generation, but I was an FABO fan growing up. I don't, like, I thought this was okay. 
Like, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was decent from Fab. I just, Fab is just getting older and, you know, he's he's trying to keep up with the time. So I didn't think it was bad. It wasn't nothing great, though. See, I got I heard a lot of negative talk about it before I heard it. So I was going into it thinking like, yo, this this not going to be nothing crazy. Ooh, but no expectations. I, bro, I really like the album. Really? Like, okay. I really, like, and I'm not saying that it was, like, just banger after banger. Like, it wasn't one of them. You know what I mean? But it's definitely one, because I've mentioned it before, but I'm an album dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like I like being able to, when I'm in a certain mood, like, I'll be like, yo, let me turn this fab on. I like being able to press play on the first track, just go about my business, do what I'm doing, and, you, you know, you got that set in the vibe. You know what I'm saying? This is gonna be one of them albums I do that with, where I just okay. turn it on and let it. And, and and like I said, it's not nothing crazy where it's like, oh, this dude got bangers. But just I like background. I like the sound. I like yeah. what he he did with it. You know what I mean? And I think it's consistent with what he's been doing. So no, I don't, that's, that's I don't one see thing. why people give him so much shit for this particular project because it was it it had hype. Like he dropped the song. What, what was the song? I think it was like the second track. Talking about summertime uh, bombs over uh, uh, yeah. B-O-M-B-S? Yeah, there you go. He dropped that, and niggas was going crazy. Like, oh, shit, Fab about to fuck the game up. And that, that yeah. song is hard. No, it is. It, like, the, look. The rest of the album stayed, to me, consistent with that. I like it's, the Tory song. I like the A Boogie song. I like the song with uh, Roddy Rich. I like the song with uh, Ty. Like, this, they, they got some... I like the song with Lil Dirk. I, I mean, they got some smashes, but it's I think... Would maybe not necessarily because like our generation is just like oh whatever you know Fab drop cool it sounds it sounds tight, but I think for people who are like real Fab fans grew up listening to Fab I think they're they wanted to see more from him instead of just the same old stuff and I get that critique but like you said it's consistent to what he's always put out so I don't know yeah it's weird it's weird because like I didn't think it sounded bad it didn't sound bad nobody by no stretch of the means yeah. I- that's just one of those things, though, with an artist that's been around for as long as Fab, you can't never really, because your sound changes over time, and you pick up another piece of your fan base every step of the way. So when you pick up a new piece, you're going to have this group of people saying, oh, I need this Fab. And then you got this group of people saying, oh, I need Fab to do this, get back to this shit. And as a creative, you try to do what you can do to please everybody and still come out with good music and to me i think he did as best as As he could to do that you know what i mean like i heard effort in this album because that's been a big thing all this whole year for me is that 90 percent of the music the rap music that's coming out is low effort you know what i mean like all the big names, like the newer big names, like the Juice Worlds and uh, Young Boys and all these people, like they they make good music, but it's low effort music. You know what I mean? It's like mm, that. Yeah. Just playify your beat. I'm gonna smoke a bunch of weed and go freestyle my album, and uh, that's it's cool, I guess. But niggas want to hear effort. Like I think that shit is coming back, and Fab delivered effort. Yeah, which he is did. Something that niggas, someone that goes say. in the Not studio. Yeah, somebody that goes in the studio works for for months, not just like, oh, I made exactly. all like 10 songs in, in 24 hours. Like yeah. them niggas think that's the best thing to say these days. Oh yeah, like I made 20 songs in 24 hours. Like, 
Nigga, how them 20 songs sound? And, like, and bro, it was impressive. And I say that's that's one of the things that Wayne kind of fucked the game up. Because yeah. Wayne, Wayne just a different nigga. Like, when he said, I am not a human being, nigga, he meant that shit. Like, he can do shit that niggas just can't do. You know what I mean? Like, you can't expect to just go in the booth and freestyle 10 songs and they be hits. Only Wayne can do that. You know what I mean? Facts. And that's what these young niggas, they they all came up like they they all around, you know, our age range, like they our peers, you know what I'm saying? So they came up watching Wayne interviews, listening to his music, all this shit. And they, you know, that shit, it that's it was almost yeah, it was like a way of saying, like, yo, I'm I'm superior. I'm I'm (laughs) a dope rapper because I I don't need to write shit. I don't need no pen, no pad, nigga. But it's, it's like, nigga, definitely a way thing. We can't sure. see how you came up with this shit when we listening to the music. I don't give a fuck if you wrote it down or not, nigga. Like <laughs> that shit is trash. Go write some shit, nigga. <laughs> no, you so right. Like, yeah, we, we don't know if you did it or if you didn't, you dumbass. <laughs> like, oh man. But no, that's another thing we gotta attribute to Wayne, man, because you're so right. Like niggas didn't start saying, like, oh yeah, I got 60 songs in the chamber. We made it all in two days. Like so, yeah. so until Wayne did that. Oh man. But that's all the, the albums we're gonna review. Game had a good album, but I didn't get a chance to listen to Doom. I'm not gonna lie to you. So don't, I, don't sleep I, on it. Real, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give I it a listen. Like, I'm not a big game fan. But it was I, fire. I Real, I'm, I'm gonna listen to it. We gonna we gonna chop up that next week. Yo, we only got three topics left. We are gonna spend a little time on it. Just not not too much. Since this is a little old, but I I know you. I had to get your take on it because you was hot on it the week before we we took off a break. <laughs> Ti Red Table, bro. He went. Oh man, that that was the best shit I ever saw in my life. It really was, bro. Like I've never been more satisfied. Like you, you ever seen one of those like those weird ass videos on Facebook where they'll show some shit that's like super satisfying? It'll be like some weird ass shit that somebody doing. Yeah. And it's like, like that's somebody what, playing with slime. Right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly, bro. That was what Red Table Talk was for me. <laughs> they made that nigga look so stupid, bro. <laughs> and the crazy thing was, is they made him look stupid, and he didn't even realize that he was looking stupid. Stupid, yeah! Yo, Jada the- Mom's face the whole time killed me. She looked like she was just disgusted. <laughs> bro, and I, I, bro, I really hate how this nigga, he used all of these little fancy-ass words. I don't even know where the <laughs> fuck he heard it from. And he talked like he, he he preaching Jail or something, school. you know what I mean? Like, and he think that that automatically means that he's smart. And I don't know if you really peep, but he would say shit, and you could tell, like in his mind, he was like, "Yeah, I just got that off." Like they gotta respect <laughs> that. And Jada mom would start laughing, bro. And you could tell it was one of those laughs where it's like we on camera, so I can't disrespect them, but this nigga's stupid. <laughs> and that's what was so satisfying. Every time she let off one of those laughs, I was like, "Yes, you <laughs> dumbass nigga, bro. Yes, <laughs> I really can't stand that dude, bro." Yo, and wait, but I gotta say, man, Ti looked real bad, but Tiny didn't look too good either, bro. Like she was just saying, she was letting Ti get off some crazy shit in their relationship, man, bro. And the crazy thing was, it's like you you realize like what kind of person. <laughs> it take to be with T.I. and like think that he's this smart superior nigga. 
Because I didn't know Tiny was like that. I had no idea, bro. Like, I didn't know that she was, like, that disconnected. You know what I mean? Because I feel like she just one of them women. Like, you know, like, them old school-ass relationships yeah. where a man is just, like, everything that I say is right. And you just got to trust it if you want this shit to work. And it's like, that's cool. But, <laughs> nigga, it's 2019, nigga. Like, let your woman have a brain. Let her have some yeah. opinion on some shit. Let her have some input. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they made them make it stupid, bro. His face. Like, the thing was, when she, when Tiny was talking, he, you know, if they was home, he would have cut her off and said, stop talking, Facts. bitch. It's like his Facts. face the whole time. Was like, I was like, bitch, don't stop talking about our family business. Like, Facts, bro. <laughs> Oh, fuck. What was it, bro? He forgot. He didn't know what a word meant. They were talking and it was like just a regular, like, I ain't gonna lie. It was a, not a regular word, but it was something that you definitely should know what it means. I forgot. It's been a minute since I've seen it. But anyway, when he was like, basically he was like, I don't know what that means. And they had to explain it to him. I was like, all right, this make everything else that oh, he, he said he, from this point forward. He didn't forward. know the patriarchy. He didn't know what the patriarchy meant. That's exactly. what it was. <laughs> Bro, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, bro? <laughs> like, nigga, you named your podcast expeditiously. <laughs> and you don't know what patriarchy mean? Yo, like, come too. on, fam. You spent fucking two hours talking with one of the biggest political fuck niggas in the world. And you don't know what patriarchy means? Like, that's that's crazy, bro. That just shows that everything he was talking with Alex Jones, he, knew he was speaking out his ass. Yeah, bro. That, that like, take <laughs> away you all your that. credibility. Yo, I just want to listen to Expeditiously this upcoming week to, to come back and tell you next week about T.I. Because this I, shit is hilarious. I think he done. I haven't seen an episode since a while back, but I hope it's it's still not people tuning into that. But not people not fucking with him even after that Red Table talk because it was like, Jada, you might have went to Jada, but that didn't accomplish nothing. Like, nigga, yeah. we still see your ass as a controlling fuck. Like, we yeah. just see it more so now. I, I don't know, bro. I just don't understand how niggas can think that that's cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like how you get that kind of shit off and you don't think that that's not okay. You See, know I what got I mean? a double bag because he got it from the women with this. And then I don't know how you feel about this, but the, how you feel about because I'm not a street nigga, so I don't try to have opinions on this. But and not saying that you are, but like how you feel about the whole whack 100 thing with him about how whack posting his uh. It, saying T.I. was a snitch and all this and they got beef over Nipsey Hussle because uh, Wax said Nipsey not a legend and all kind of stuff and he was like T.I. you can't comment because you're not, you not solidified or whatever. You a snitch. Yeah, I mean that kind of the street shit don't really matter to me but I think Wack is right was like and I don't know about the snitching part. I don't know what he could have snitched about, but it's just because like, he was doing Crime Stoppers. He was like, uh, "Oh, and because uh, he he did cry, he did a Crime Stoppers video, and uh, his best friend got killed, and he told on the person who killed his best friend." Which oh, I mean, I I would do that, that too. I so. do the same shit. So it's like I can't hold him for that, but I will say that I definitely look at him as somebody who his word is not. It don't hold that much weight. You know what I mean? Like with somebody who has proven that. He don't really know shit about shit and he only thinking about himself. You know what I mean? Cause and the only reason, like, I know there's probably people listening to this shit, like, damn, why you hate T.I. so much? 
And the reason being is because like, I feel like when you have a platform like that, that's that got that crazy amount of reach, you know what I mean? And you're talking about topics as important as politics and yeah, as when you're talking racial about the shit, issues and like if it was if he was just talk if he was just shooting a shit barbershop conversation, this wouldn't be this would be different. Nah, but he's having these he, he wants have to have a, intelligent conversations. Bro, he would have an outstanding podcast if that's what he would have done. You know what I mean? Because he's the perfect nigga for that. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. He, he he a funny nigga. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like I look at it like, okay, my daughter growing up in this new era now. Like, cause we 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 it's totally different from even when me and you was kids. You know what yeah, I'm saying? True. So, like, let's say if you know my daughter, who obviously at the age she at now, she not she don't know shit about politics or she don't know shit about you know, these social issues, like she don't, she don't quite understand that yet. So let's say, you know, two, three years from now, she start watching these podcast episodes and she start forming opinions based on what, you know, a big figure in our culture is saying. And now she got the whole game fucked up and and could possibly be completely turned off to important shit, such as politics and social issues because you T.I. don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah. and not even close. Like, it would be different if, like, I just thought, okay, he got some fucked up ass opinions. But it's like, he's not even spreading the truth. Like, when you talk about fact-based shit, at least get the facts right, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, and he right. can't even do that. So it's like, nah, bro, you, you, you misusing that platform. Like, I don't know how he got that jumping like he did. Cause it seemed like it just came out of nowhere. Like I didn't well, know shit about it. It's only because of his rap career. That's the only reason why he got that platform. Yeah, and I mean, I, I get that, but like even still, like it takes time to kind of build yourself up to where you know important niggas come and sit down with you. You know what I mean? Like I get he he is Ti. Like I'm not saying he wouldn't be able to get guests, but it's like what made Alex Jones go on? Yeah, there? Alex Jones is weird. Yeah, that's that's a weird guess. No, I'm you with you on mean? that. And the shit that they was talking about was important. Like, I really would have loved to have somebody that knows about those type of issues to have a conversation with them. Because Alex Jones was bringing up some interesting points. And then it's just like, now we got to listen to T.I. cut them off and say a bunch of shit where you you trying to listen. But then at the end of it, you realize he just talked in circles for 20 minutes and he ain't really say shit. You know what I mean? And it's just like, Nigga, that was important. You could have helped out a lot of people, nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at the Instead views on this video. Silly ass Alex Jones. No, I feel you on that. Because you got to have someone intelligent to argue with Alex Jones, man. Because yeah. he'll just, because he be bullshitting, but he'll bullshit you in circles where he can, like, he can articulate well. Where T.I. T. I. can kind of articulate well, but he don't know what he's talking about. So, like, if you, like, you just, it's, it's just a fuck show. So, now I feel you. And, my favorite, the MVP of that whole Red Table Talk episode was Jada's mom. And I love how they was like, yeah, Willow couldn't be here because she would have argued with your ass. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I kind of wish they would have let her, bro. Like, yeah, when they said that, dude. I was like, yo, I would have loved. Because, bro, that was honestly, because I, I wanted to know how the daughter felt. Like, I was praying when they announced it. I thought that the daughter was going to be there. I was like, ready I was, to check him because she was going to check him. Yeah, bro. Like, because I feel like at some point, people have to realize that like even though you have kids bro 
like you gotta respect your kids as their own human being especially when they get old like that but i'm saying like even as a young child like i feel like you know once your child get old enough to where you know they start having their own trains of thought you got to respect what they thinking and teach them not tell them you know what i mean there's a there's a difference between i'm gonna tell you what you can and can't do then let me teach you the right and wrong way so you can and hope yeah and hope i guided you to the point where you you go the right way you know what i mean because that's that's what parenting is you you there to guide them while they learning through life you know what i mean and you just don't let them fuck up too hard but he went way too far (laughs) and i was i was curious to see how she felt no that's that's one that's one person i wish she would have been there yeah so and that, like, I, like when they announced it, I really thought that we was going to get to see Willow and the daughter have a conversation. Yeah, I kind of wanted T.I.'s daughter to be there, too, but I don't think she wanted to go. Yeah. And I'm, I'm obviously she ain't want to go because he, he fucking ruined her, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. that's fucked up. You I know what I mean? And like, bro. but as a father with a daughter, like I would have loved to hear that conversation. Like I felt like I could have learned a lot from hearing that. You know what I mean? But I, I still learned a lot, like just listening to women and like even a lot of things where I thought like, OK, well, when that time comes in, in my daughter's life, these are the kind of conversations I want to have. And then I learned like, OK, maybe I shouldn't go about it like that. Maybe I should find another way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're supposed to do with a platform. And that's why it, it I was that's so satisfied. That's why table talk is important. Yeah. yeah. I was so satisfied when they kind of put him in his place, so to speak. And they did it respectfully. Like, they didn't get crazy. You know what I mean? But they could. I, I wish they would have. Like, yeah. I wish they would have just let him know, like, nigga, you want some bullshit. Well, the grandma's facial expression said it all to me. Like, yeah. she, she, she let me know what time they, it was. They got that bag, though. Like, I've seen them do it with August Alcina. Like, but obviously they got like a personal relationship with August. So shit, even with different. Jordan, well, yeah, with Jordan they got a personal relationship too. But even with her, they got they they went there. Yeah, they and don't. I, I was hoping they would per se. But they still got them. I think the 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 strategy they kind of took was like we gonna we gonna say some things to where we not flat out disrespecting you and calling you stupid, but you gonna get you gonna get where we going with this. We're gonna intellectually uh, call you stupid. Yeah, like, and I feel yeah. like it was going over T.I. head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the whole time, like, the laughs that fucking Jada mom was letting off was like, nigga, you are a dumbass. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it was cringy at times, bro. Like, no, listen, it was. Try to defend it. Like, nigga, just shut up and listen. Like, ask, yeah, them, yeah. ask them a question, figure out where you went wrong, and just listen. Learn. I want to learn too, but now I got to try to hear him defend the bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> T.I. Yo, I just had to get you to go off because I remember you telling me about that. That shit was hilarious. Oh, man. So we got two more. T- well, we just got one. I'm going to just do one and we'll save the, the other one for next week. But this one's relevant to this week. So at the radio station, you know what I learned today? I learned that people are tanning their buttholes. Yes, they're they're laying down on the concrete in the in the sun with their legs spread open and their ass up in the what air the and they're tanning their buttholes. <laughs> How do you feel? First though, that shit sounds painful as fuck. <laughs> and second, why? <laughs> what is the know. purpose? What's the purpose? That's, that, that's some white people shit. No offense to my to our white listeners, because I love you guys, but like <laughs> 
<laughs> the only people I saw tanning their butthole in the pictures was white people. <laughs> but they, they the only one that's into that tanning shit. Yeah, yeah that. I'm not I'm not going to like nigga. First off, if first off, why am I tanning my butthole? The only thing that has to come out of my butthole is shit. <laughs> exactly. I, I just want to know what the purpose is. Like who's who's looking at that? Like even if you like you, you know, you, you You're into doing that. your thing. <laughs> You ain't looking at it. Like, you ain't <laughs> face all in there trying to see what's happening. Like, so I don't understand. <laughs> I really Yo, that's so that. true. Like, even if you're in the butt stuff, you're not trying to look at the butthole. You just, you just uh, go about yeah, your business. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm going to try to hurry up and sneak another topic in. Go ahead, dude. Speaking, speaking of white people shit. No offense to the white listeners. I love white people. But did you see the... 49ers freaking commentator, whatever he was. Bro. (laughs) For people who may not know what happened, let me read this quote. This is is in the middle of a game. This nigga (laughs) says, he's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football, (laughs) with a dark uniform, you could not see that thing. That's a bunch of fancy words for this nigga is so black you can't even see his ass. <laughs> and he got it off with confidence. Yeah, <laughs> he got it he off just... with confidence. Like, nigga, what did you think was going to happen? You thought nobody was going to have... <laughs> thought nobody was going to feel a way about that? I saw that today. This Yo. nigga really said a uh, you so black joke on live TV. <laughs> The way you you right, he just said it so calmly, just moved on to the next thing. Well, yeah, now it's four and two. <laughs> but I will, I will say, I'm gonna cut him some slack because I like I seen a bunch of people talking shit, thought it was the craziest thing in the world. I don't think he meant it from a racist point of view. No, but I do either. think as a as a professional, you gotta you know can't say that what shit. you can and can't say as a professional. Because he, he had a point, he bro. He had a point. Like if you think about it, like picture. You playing football, it's raining. The Ravens jerseys are black. Black, yeah. The ball is dark brown. It's a crowd of these niggas, a pile of these niggas. And Lamar, you gotta see if he if he hand the ball off or keep it. Everything is dark. You know what I mean? Like I get what he what he was doing. Even Mark Ingram dark, so it's just Just a bunch of black ass shit. You You can't tell what a ball at. You know what I mean? Like I get where he was going. But you gotta yeah, know what you can and can't say. Bro. That's something you just keep in your head. Yeah, that's that's crazy. This nigga really said this. Mark Jackson so black you can't even see this nigga. Yeah, he got suspended. I think yeah. for two weeks or two games, yeah, something like did. that. Yo, that shit. It was only one game. Oh, it was one. Okay, he suspended for the upcoming game. Real, yo, I forgot that shit happened. Yo, that's. I'm not even bad at that though. Like honestly, no, they either. wouldn't suspended him at all. I don't think like because like you said, I don't think he meant it like in a racist way. Like it wasn't like he, he have no negative. Like, he was just it's like you said, he just got off one of them yo mama jokes. Like <laughs> your asshole. It was just literally the worst way to describe that situation. <laughs> he could have just said, yeah, with the rain being so dark and the and the ball being so slippery, like it's hard to see people out there. <laughs> like that's all he had to say. <laughs> Oh man, that is crazy. Bro. That's fucking hilarious. I totally forgot that shit happened, yo. <laughs> Shout out to the white listeners. You niggas doing you niggas be doing some wild shit in these streets. <laughs> Respect. 
Oh my gosh. Doom, tell the people where they can find you on social media, my brother. At Lil Doom SJE, Twitter and Instagram. 100%. You guys be sure to follow Doom. We will be back here next week. But now let's get into Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that time it is in the pod. It's time to get, get to Bros Who Ball. I'm joined by my guys, as always, starting off with Mr. Adam Schubert, also joined by Julian Navarre, and then our basketball correspondent, Justin Batiste. Shuby, how you doing this week, brother? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know why I keep giving the Smoothie King Center money. I mean, that's the only <laughs> thing I'm wondering. Save it. We got we to gotta save all these Pell's takes because they're going to come out at the end. And boy, am I furious. But we'll get to all of that. And I agree with you. I want to get your Smoothie King takes and talk about them. But glad to hear you're doing all right. Julian, how you doing, brother? Good. I've just been playing the shit out of some Call of Duty. But Yo, the, new, the new one is great. Like, yeah, I gotta be great. honest, the new one is very, very fun. Finally, Justin, how are you doing, my brother? I'm doing all right. It's getting pretty cold <laughs> in Florida, so I'm not liking it. <laughs> but you know, to uh, this man, one, it dropped 55. Degrees. Yeah, how, much? how cold? It's getting rough out here. Ooh. <laughs> in the 50, Justin, bro, it's, it's in the 40s and 50s over here. Hey man, it's 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 rough out here. Fifty out here is is it's rough. <laughs> I love you. Guys. We'll get to you in a little bit because we got to talk NFL first and college football. And speaking of college football, Shuby, I'm gonna start with you, and then I'll come to Julian to get his LSU takes. But Shuby, man, give me the breakdown of the layout right now. It's championship week. The 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 top four teams are Ohio State number one, uh, LSU number two, Clemson number four. And Georgia, I mean, Clemson number three, Georgia number four, excuse me. Alabama's in the, out of the top five, they're in the, they're in number 12 after Auburn beat them. Tell me how you're feeling about that loss, as well as tell me the landscape of college football. What can fans expect from the overall perspective? You can go by teams, but save LSU because I want to get Julian's takes on them. But just tell me what's going on around college football. I mean, Alabama got lucky, man. They got uh, Auburn beating them, saved them the humiliation of getting their absolute butt kicked against either Ohio State or LSU, whoever would have been number one. So that they should be kind of grateful for that because, I mean, it, I think it would have been more embarrassing for them to go to the playoff and get rocked by uh, either LSU for a second time or Ohio State. Yeah, every time they play Ohio State, they lose. So that would just be another knock on Alabama for that. So it's as a fan. Do you, how, do you, how does it feel as a fan? Because that that that's your that's your. I don't know how. That. How does it feel for you as a fan every year? Bad, bro. <laughs> uh, then there you go. <laughs> that's 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 shots. I'm not gonna curse. I'm gonna save all my curses for the Pelican takes, but that's some shots you I see you out there, boy, with the salt. All right, but tell me what's else going on in college football because Alabama they're gonna end up playing some random bowl game. We'll get to that whenever they announce um, it. Yeah, whatever. T- but tell me about the important thing, of course, is that yeah. fourth playoff spot because we know Georgia's not gonna keep it because they're 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 butt whooped. I mean, you see how bad LSU beat. Texas A&M and then Georgia and then Georgia the week before they played Texas A&M and almost lost. Like, yeah, Texas A&M yeah. is a trash, trash team. So like they should, and then Georgia lost to South Carolina, who's a trash team. So um, done with Georgia. Georgia's not going to be number four. They're going to be here in New Orleans playing in the Sugar Bowl against the winner or the actually the loser of Baylor, Oklahoma, and maybe the winner depending on whether or not they put the Pac-12 team in. 
But I think that if either Baylor or Oklahoma goes into this game and has a very impressive performance, I think that they would jump the Pac-12 winner. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, who do you think wins? I I think that if Oklahoma wins, then they then Utah will go to the playoff. But I think if Baylor wins, I think if Baylor wins, it's very hard for them to say. Oh, well, Baylor just came out here and beat Oklahoma twice. We're not, I mean, not twice. I'm sorry. They came back and they got the revenge from losing to Oklahoma. And that was their one loss was Oklahoma who had made it to the championship. So, I mean, it's, it's just hard to, to rule Baylor out of it. Um, and they almost beat uh, Oklahoma in their last matchup. They had a 31 to 10 lead on Oklahoma at the half. So Baylor has every chance to get in that game and win. Now, who, who would be the best matchup for Ohio State LSU? None of them. But, mm. but one of them has to play. So we'll see who it is. Do you think, do you like Utah as like a, a, a in for that four? Because I see a lot of people talking Utah in at that four. Well, I mean, like, like, I, just, like I just said, like the four spot is irrelevant because they're going to get whooped. Um, but I think by having packed the pack 12 out for so long, it would be a good gesture to put them in. Uh, but I mean, like who says Utah gets through this weekend? So thank you. I don't know. Thank you. I don't know why people are writing Oregon off. I mean, exactly. they lost to Auburn and they, they had a fluke game. They lost like, like Utah had a fluke game and lost, you know, it happens, but who's, who's to say Utah is going to go and stomp Oregon. Cause I got news for them. That's going to be a close game. And also, I'm sick of everyone thinking that George, that LSU is going to hurry up and go run in and beat Georgia like Ooh. like it's easy. And, I mean, this is the SEC for one. Two, every time LSU plays Georgia in the uh, championship game, it's always a close one. Every time LSU has gone to the championship game, it's been Georgia for the most part. So it's always close. Even the year LSU was number one, and they played Georgia. They did, yeah. They played Georgia in the SEC championship game. It was a close game until the end. That's gonna be a tough game. Georgia's a really physical team. I, so, I really think that Dave Veranda has got his Jake Fromm's number. I mean, I I'm don't sure, remember. Like I don't know I if said, you guys remember the last game that they that played. That was last game. You know, I know you make a hundred percent sense. Trust me, like I, I truly believe you, but. You know, anything can happen. That's my thing. Uh, you know, people, that's, that's the only issue that I have when it comes to, like... Shoot, he's that LSU fan that doesn't like to say it's a done deal. Like, he, he's one of those people where LSU... With I'm skeptical. No, I can, I can be skeptical. Like, the main two teams I was scared of this year was were Alabama and, and Auburn. Auburn because they have the best defense in the SEC by far. Sure. And Alabama, it's just Alabama. Of course, LSU both won those, but they didn't go in and win those easy, you know? You swear LSU fans, sometimes they just take it for granted and things like that. I mean, you know how I am on Twitter. I have in there, like, I want to argue. It's, I want, I love LSU, but it could, I understand why people don't like LSU because of the fans and how annoying they could be. It's just like, they don't think outside the box or think, you know, I mean, people are complaining that Ohio State's number one. And do I think LSU should be number one? The LSU fan in me saying, yeah, I want, of course. But the logical football fan in me, you know, when you take out all the fandom of any team that you love, the logical football fan in me tells me there's no team better, well, like all around than Ohio State. Now, if LSU, wait, I got to ask you this, because if LSU wins this week, they got to be number one, huh? No. Well, my, my, thing, my thing is, like, I agree with you 
that like eye test wise, I see why Ohio State is number one. Oh, but me too. Ba- well but, but but if we're basing this ranking system on, on certain criteria, then the team that meets that criteria should be number one. And then no, LSU. you're right. I think I think hopefully if LSU beats, well, I, I believe they they will beat Georgia. I'm just you know. That's what I'm saying. If they beat Georgia, there's no they way they should be number one. Yeah, they shouldn't be number one. like. And then your your whole basis of this playoff thing is to reward scheduling, and it's like okay, maybe Texas didn't turn out as well as they as, as people thought, but they played Bowling. a Texas. They were they number team. seven. They were they literally beat, number seven. They beat a Texas. They beat a Auburn. They beat uh they Florida. They beat a Florida, and they beat an Alabama. Now you talking and that was Texas on the road, and and they beat Alabama on the road. First game exactly. of the season too. And, so, and, like, and I, this I game, and this this SEC championship game is basically a road game. And that's yeah, no, these thing. should be rewarded for strength of schedule. So, like, and I 100 percent understand that. Who has and, and I asked this every and I asked this last week and week before. Y'all laughed me out the building. Joy Taylor laughed me out the building. Who has Ohio State played? I recently they played Penn State in, in Michigan, but besides that, who have they played? You're right, but here's the thing about the Big Ten. You know, people are always. That's a good conference. Like, that's good power football and whatnot. And here's the thing. I mean, yeah. You say who have they played and stuff like that. Who scored on them? No one scores that many points on them. And if they do, it's because they have 50-something points and the third stringers are in. You know, they could score on anybody at any time, and no one can score on them. That's the thing. And Big Ten football is not a joke. It's the second-best football conference in America besides the SEC. Yeah, you know, so. talking about that Alabama bowl game, they're going to end up following to, following falling down to a, a lesser bowl game that's going to make them face a Big Ten team. I think that Alabama should be scared if I think Alabama <laughs> should be scared if they have to face Penn State. No, no, no you they'll, they'll score no. they'll score the points, but I think Penn, I think Penn State could could put thirty on Alabama. Ooh. No, no, maybe You're so, but Alabama, like, do you see those? That's the best receiving core in the country, like by far. Those receivers, that Auburn game, I was just looking at that, and I was like, look at those receivers. My goodness, they're all fat, and you can't do anything with them. I don't know what's wrong with Alabama's defense, but look, maybe I'm, this I'm, year. Yeah, I, I, know, I know you guys want to laugh at me right now, but I know Alabama. If I know you do. Alabama, if, Al, if Alabama plays Penn State or Minnesota or Wisconsin, they, yeah, they could lose. Serious? You, yeah, oh, no, no, damn. and because they they will not come into that game and play. Number one, they will That's be like, true. oh, I don't want to play. I don't want to play but, for this game. But I think you are miss. I think you are underestimating your coach because your coach will make them play. He hasn't been doing. He, ha- he hasn't been coaching too well this season. If you haven't been, look at that. Look, look, look at this. Look, I, that's a, spoiled. Spoiled. I'm telling. <laughs> oh, just like. I didn't know Alabama fans were just like LSU fans spoiled like that. I mean, look like freaking dude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not coming out here. I'm not coming good. out here telling you that like Nick Saban needs to be fired or Nick Saban's declining. But I mean, like he he got out coaching that game. You can't tell me that he didn't, he didn't get out. Coaches defense just played terrible. Oh. I mean, with two picks at the sixes, end, that was legitimately out coached. Well, two I'm, picks, okay, two picks sixes we're arguing, a bad if call. We're, if we're arguing like what lost the game, then we yeah we we could have a totally different conversation. But did in that moment in that time did he not get out coached? No, he got out coached. No, I'll, if someone Gus Malzahn for that for that in that one anybody. moment in, in that one moment he got fooled. Mm. And that's a mistake. 
I, I mean, he, he, he can be blamed for it. I'm not going to go out here and say fire him or that he's declining, but I'm going to... But you could say he... But he's not perfect. Okay, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, at this point, like, bad there's, day, chink, okay. there's chink in the armor, and this team isn't as, the team as of old. Like, I mean, this is obviously one of the most undisciplined Alabama teams I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The, right, the amount of penalties that they rack up is insane. They're not. They don't seem like they're with with that, with two are gone. They don't seem like they have the mental ability to go into a bowl game that they don't care about and beat a team that is going to stake their entire season on it. Yeah, I'll say this: the team that they will face will be will be more amped because they're playing them. At, at the end of the day, out of I meant to say those three teams because they're the most likely teams that would be in that situation. But the Big Ten out of any other conference would give them fear. And that was pretty much the whole point of the argument that I was trying to make, that the Big Ten is good, Lyndon. Like, just because Ohio State is beating the crap out of Michigan doesn't mean that yeah, well, I'm not, that's a bad example. Just because Ohio State is saying, beating just you know, because everyone they're playing in the Big, Big Ten. Ten teams. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Look, all I'm saying is, though, if LSU beats Georgia and they're not number one, then that's just some fishy fishy stuff. Like, I'm not a big college football guy, but you guys understand what I'm saying. Like, oh, y'all, yeah. get, y'all get the miss because we're talking through criteria. All right, let's jump to the NFL. So, look, Julian, I got to start with you, man. Thanksgiving was probably rough for you, huh? No. I mean, it was, but there was a bright side to it. I try to find the silver lining in every dark place. All right, well, give give me the silver lining in this Buffalo Bills beating of the Dallas Cowboys 26-15. to Jason Garrett's going to get fired, so <laughs> that's that's the best silver lining. I mean, that team is so full of talent. They're, they're one good coach away from being in the Super Bowl or, you know, being <laughs> – they're literally one good coach. That team has too much talent to, to be doing that bad. They're one – it, it's all they have the defensive talent, they have the offensive talent. It's all scheming. I mean, could you imagine what that team could do with it with a good head coach, Urban Meyer? Come on, someone like him. It's a Super now, Bowl team, my, no doubt. My question to you is Is the defense to blame mostly for this if, if we're blaming people on the field? All because the defense can't stop anybody and the offense can't score fast enough, it, it takes them a whole quarter to score. It's both. I say the defense is more to blame, but the offense isn't helping out much. The play calling isn't that great. You know, whenever Dak's playing great and you need him to make a big play, you put it in the hands of Zeke and he's not playing great. When Dak's playing, when Zeke's playing great or whenever you need him, but Dak's not playing that great, the Patriots, you know, like the Patriots game, you take the ball out of Zeke's hand and you put it in Dak. What, what are y'all doing? Like, you go with the hot hands. If Dak's doing good, you keep it with him. If Zeke's doing well, you keep it with him. What's, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get the coaching. I don't get the schemes. I don't know who's calling plays. I don't know what's going on. Defense, they have all that talent on defense. Zero turn. They can't, they haven't, they haven't picked anybody off since the Giants. Yeah, they're not and forcing any nothing, turnovers. Yeah, and that's nothing special against Danny Dimes because he, you know, right now he's turning the ball over a lot. You know, he's a rookie. But I don't, I, I don't, I'm just dumbfounded with. I don't know. Like, look, yeah. if this team comes with his best to, to play, they could beat anybody. If they come and play with at their best, they could beat anybody, no problem. The problem is you can never get the best out of them 
collectively. You'll get the best out of this person. Look, the defense will come and have a field day. The offense is lacking. The offense will come and have a field day. The defense is lacking. It, it's never together. Yeah, and, and it's a shame because you guys do have some talent. Shubert, I want to ask you, it, no matter what, ha- uh, barring a Super Bowl win, do you think Jason Garrett's done? Well, I just hope he's done because I just need the Cowboys to get rid of their one excuse for realizing that they just aren't cutting it right now. Ooh. Like, mm. Because, like, every year everyone's trying to force feed down my throat, even this year and on this podcast, I get force fed down my throat that the Cowboys are good, the Cowboys are going to be successful, the Cowboys are going to be Super Bowl contenders. And then, and then I have to watch this crap that they put out on the field, can't even beat a team that has a winning record. Like, I'm just sick of it. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't see what's going to happen with the rest of the season. The Cowboys, they might go in there eight and eight. Like, they, oh, they're going to be a first round exit in the playoffs. I think so. Oh, I don't. Because exa- you know? they're going to have like, a home game. And I'm telling you, playoffs are different. Anything, I mean, the Giants won the Super Bowl going nine and seven. Do you think they'll get a home game? See, I don't know. No, you know, you know, you know, I'm not even going to listen to this anymore because, like, this is the same kind of stuff. You're going to tell me, oh, you know, the Cowboys, the, the, any given Sunday, man, you know, this team of this talent, blah, 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 blah. And then they're going to go out there and they're going to cowboy it and they're going to lose. And they haven't been to the, the championship since 1995. And I'm just tired of hearing it. Like, it's just I'm, it, it, it's like Cleveland for me right now. Like, show me and then I'll believe it. Like, I'm just tired of hearing it. Like, it's just it's the same thing. It's the same broken record year after year after year. Oh, uh, well, well, you here's know, the thing. If, if, oh, oh, you know, if Jason Garrett's gone now, well, then maybe we'll finally have, like, the coaching. Well, I mean, Jason Garrett's been there for years and years and years. And, so, like, what's been the problem then? So, like, has yeah. it been with the players and the personnel? Then what are you doing? He's been the main problem the whole time. Look, I'll tell you this about Jason Garrett. He's terrible. Okay, that's it. But look, when when it comes, I understand you get tired of hearing about it. You know, it's America's team, the number one team. Like I hundred percent understand. Yo, they're not the number one. Look, y'all are just America. I just watch look, my no, team. It, it, in my okay. lifetime, I've seen my team win two Super Bowls, and then I still hear, talk about the team that is my rival. Because you don't have an owner like Jerry Jones, baby. I've you don't seen my one too. You don't have the number one. You don't have the number one owner. You don't have. I mean, Jerry Jones is the NFL. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to that at, like, it's the biggest team, teams. Like, look, y'all, I understand. Y'all are the number one. Jerry Jones, if you're the NFL, shouldn't you be dominating it? Like, isn't, I would say Robert Kraft they should is the NFL. Be, that's problem. In that he case. Really, no, because what Jerry Jones has done for the NFL throughout history, you know, the things that he's done to market and put it, put it on, like, working in the background. Like, for instance, he was the one that orchestrated the move from St. Louis to Los Angeles, you know, things Sheesh, like maybe that he should have been focused on his team, bro. I mean, no, he's just, he's just, no, that's, but, but honestly, that's I, who he is. He's as, picking at you, Julian. I know what you I know, saying, I figured man. that, no, but I'm being honest though. Like people wonder why, people always ask like, why Jerry Jones? Why this, why that? Cause they don't know the amount of work that he put in the background. And second, we all want to, you know, I had a conversation with my friend cause you know, about uh, Jerry Jones. And he told me, he was like, Julian, you know, people always give Jerry Jones all this shit and stuff like that. He's all he is is your average sports fan with a team. He's all these other billionaire owners. They just have a team because they want one. It's a little hobby of theirs. Jerry Jones is legit sports fanatics. I mean, what would you do if I gave you billions of dollars, Lyndon? You love the Pelicans and you were able to buy the Pelicans. Would you do it? Yeah. W- yeah. Would you hire yourself as general manager? Yeah. No, wait, 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 yeah, wait, you wait, 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 wait. No, there's a difference. There's a difference. I, I disagree with that because I think I would vet people 
who are more qualified than me. But now when it came to decisions of like picking players, I would use my eye and be like, yo, that's, okay. But that's like, how it starts, though. That's but I how played it too. But but eventually, see, I played, though. Okay, Julian, the, the, Jerry Jones did play football, so I'll concede that. But it's because I played hoops. There's a, like, it's, I, I get it for Jerry because he played the sport. But basketball is different than football because if you, you could play the sport, but you might not necessarily know all ends of it. Where basketball, every man does the same thing to a certain extent, but you still have to know what the other people do because you're like an amoeba and you all move. So that I get your analogy, but I'm not blaming. He's just a super fan. He's just a super fan that that, that with, able to with a loyalty team. problem. With a loyalty problem, and look, yeah, he's like Rex Ryan to me when it comes loyalty to loyalty problem. Loyal to a fault, but Jason Garrett's got to go. I mean, that that that's the main thing, you know. And also with the Cowboys, look, if, if there's a team with talent and they're underachieving, like, that's a problem. Like, the Cleveland Browns is a team for – there's no reason the Cleveland Browns should not be in a playoff discussion. Like, yeah, but underachieving. Yeah. You know, certain teams with talent, whenever you see a talent like that on, like, on teams – look, the Rams, underachieving. Even though Jared Goff sucks, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. We can continue yeah. with something else. I can go on and on about golf. But, same thing, but same thing with the Bears. Full of talent, underachieving. Under, yeah, they just don't have a quarterback. You gotta find, see, it's always there's always one problem. And the Cowboys, the main problem for years, though, you know, they didn't have talent at one point. They finally did. They've been, here's the problem: they've been having talent for years, but they always hit a ceiling. So whenever that happens, it's usually like, okay, maybe if we switch coaches, something good could happen. But they have never done it. So now it's finally the year where he's not going to renew the contract. You know, it's a win-win because if they lose out. And they don't go to the Super Bowl, they get a new coach. If they go to the Super Bowl and win, they they have a Super Bowl, and they still might get a new coach. So who knows? Let's just <laughs> end the excuses. Let's I, just do I, I, it. We'll, Look, we'll next year next I won't year. have an excuse. Yeah, that's no more excuses. If y'all get a coach next year, I'm not hearing shit. It better be Urban Meyer. No, wait, no, Lyndon, you know what's gonna happen? Be like. Oh, well, you know, Dak, Dak, we knew Dak wasn't as good uh, good enough to bring Carter back. I mean, we knew that for years. That'll never come out of my mouth. Julian that's, loves him some That's Jack what I'm Carson. saying. That's the next excuse. Or no, oh, we Did shouldn't have given Zeke Elliott all no, that money. Like, Zeke Elliott is oh, hitting our team. That's not baby, baby, baby. That's a fact. I can go on and on about that, but let's continue. We gotta, we gotta move on. <laughs> Zeke definitely shouldn't have got that money. All right, oh, shout out to the Bills, because who told you guys the Bills were that team, baby? Nine and three. I see you, Buffalo. And that leads me to my next thing because I don't necessarily know how real this the, uh, beating the Cowboys are with the Patriots who lose to the Texans. Look, bro, Tom, I, I, I said it a couple weeks ago and, and y'all were like, nah, 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 it's not Tom's fault. I don't know if Tom can cut the mustard anymore, fam. It ain't Tom's fault, the, man. It's not Tom's fault. Whose fault, Charles? Who are y'all blaming? The receivers. the receivers, man, they're terrible. So y'all are blaming his weapons? Yes. Yeah. Like, they, they're terrible. They're awful. So, so, I mean, is there a solution for this? Or are they, this just isn't their year? I mean, get A.B. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, which they're not getting. Honestly, with not the receivers, here's the thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady has always done more with less, right? He was always able to do that. Now, since he's getting older, it's harder to do. So Tom Brady could still yeah. be a super, superstar, greatest of all time. But he can't do it consistently like he always, you know. Look, I can rely on Tom. It's fourth quarter, third and ten. Go get that first down to extend the drive and go get a touchdown to win the game. I got Tom on that. I can rely on him for that. But to do that for the whole game, play like a a goat superstar for a whole game, that's hard to do, especially at that age. And he needs a little bit of help. He's never had the help. Now, you know. I'll agree with you on that. I'll, I'll agree with both of you guys. And I think, Julian, you might have elaborated my point a little better than I did. 
I, I think, yes, bad receiving. You guys are right. But I definitely think he's not at the level that he was anymore. And we're seeing a, a real reduction from Tom Brady. And maybe that's why it's making me say he's hitting this wall. But he is at a point where he just can't do what he did three years ago, four years ago, where without as many weapons, he can make he can make a he can make lemonade without as many lemons. If you get my point, so yeah, there is a regression, but it's just not necessarily his fault to why they're not winning. Also, they don't have a tight end. Well, yeah, well, we knew that's yeah. a big problem, and he's always had a dominant. He's always had a good tight end. So Benjamin Watson is old in himself. He's not. He's not the Benjamin Watson that played with Drew Brees when they were winning all those games and he was getting all those awards uh, and breaking uh, breaking yards and doing things when Jimmy Graham left. He's not that same guy. He's a, he's an older guy. And James White's receiving is not really he, – he's targeted the most with eight targets with nine, uh, 98 yards and two touchdowns, but that's not really cutting the mustard either. What I would say what we've learned the most from the Patriots' last stretch of games is that they might be a first round out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm showing, mm-hmm. I look, look. I'll say that they're not making it to the Super Bowl. I don't think they are at all. Like this is a, a Ravens year, or I wouldn't be surprised if a Chief makes it, or even a Deshaun. No. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. let y'all be the dumb motherfuckers to go ahead and bet against. The I'm not. I'm not picking the Patriots, man. No, I'm that's fine. Just go ahead and, and bet against. No, them. I'm cool. They're Julian. 10 and yeah, two, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm bet. I'm betting against them right now, man. They're not gonna make it to the Super Bowl. Now it's done. I that the we, team. The team no, that is uh, putting the, the team on the field that they're putting out on Sunday, this Sunday, uh uh-uh. uh, that team's not making the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying, man. The, the way that the shout out to Deshaun Watson and the Texans when 18 to 25, 234, three touchdowns, DeAndre Hopkins, mediocre game to say the least. He Deshaun spread the ball out around. Defense did pretty decent, but I just don't see the Patriots of old beating a team like the Ravens. Maybe besting a team like Patrick Mahomes, especially if Tom Brady can't score. I just don't see that happening this year. Now, we'll we'll wait and see, but I'm willing to bet you the Bills. Let's see when that game's coming up. Let me see. What's what that game? I, I'm, I'm, I might put my money on the Bills that way, yo. It was it's close last six, time. Week, week it, it's, in, it's in Foxborough. It's in Foxborough. Fox, I understand. Look, the Bills are hitting, hitting a point right now. I'm not saying that Josh Allen's some superstar, but just what they're doing, it's working for that team in that array of talent. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Bills beat the Patriots, and that'll tell me all I need to know going forward. But Saints, look, Saints fans, we're not going to even talk about the game long because I just want to say this. Every day at the radio station, I talk about Saints football. Every day I see injury reports that come in. I see Statistics, I watch the games on Sundays. Saints fans, I'm not telling you to be worried, but I'm telling you to be worried. I'm not saying that this is going to stop us from the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl, but telling you that this may be a hindrance if and may be the reason we don't make it. We lose Kiko Alonso. We lose, um, what the, what's the other? Klein. We lose AJ Klein. We lose Pete. We lose uh, Teron Armstead's coming back from injury. But he's not 100% healed. We lose most of that terrific offensive line that we that we had. And now Lattimore's banged up. Lattimore's banged up. Zach Lyons limited. Like the, the Saints have a lot of not major injuries in the sense that well, Lattimore is a major injury, but they don't have like Michael Thomas is hurt, Drew Brees is out. Like it's we're not missing those things. It's a lot of the crucial 
parts to the skeleton that make up this team. Now, we had to re-sign Manti Teo in the wake of injuries, for goodness sakes. Like, I'm just letting you guys know. He's got a real girlfriend now, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he, <laughs> you look at y'all. But, no, man, we just got to be concerned about this going forward. I think this 49ers game this week will say a lot. We'll get to that when we talk in games of the week, and we'll give you our picks. But I'm just tell, telling Saints fans to be on notice that if we don't make it to the Super Bowl, injuries will play a part in that story. Not saying that that's going to happen, but it's just something that, that needs to be on our radar. And also, Baltimore Ravens, super, super fun team. Lamar Jackson is just is, is killing out. There's a video going around where he fumbled the ball and he was just telling his team, like, yo, that's on me. Like, I'm going I'm to I'm bear that. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm going to get us right. I'm going to win the game for us. Like, don't, don't trip. Like, I, I take that on me. I take it on the chin. And, and I love seeing his team say, like, Nah, Lamar, we ride or die with you. Like, you're our guy. And it's just nice to see the Ravens succeed. And I'm not even, like, a Ravens fan, but Lamar Jackson is turning me into a Lamar Jackson fan. And I see what you were telling us, Julian, at the beginning of the year about this kid. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, um, we live in a microwave society. I mean, you just give some people some time. You just wait until he's learned how to throw a little bit better. I know he's making progression, but if, if you told me – here's the thing that I have with the Ravens, though, real quick. They have to get a lead because if they're down 14 to zero and they have to start throwing the ball consistently all the time and not running, that's where I'm worried. Luckily, for their sake, we haven't seen that yet. But will there come a day where we see that and they have to throw the ball consistently on every down and not eat up clock? That's the only thing that I'm worried about. But Lamar Jackson's making, I mean, I knew he was, it, it's, I'm not, I'm 100% not surprised that he's doing this well. Um, I mean, he gets better every year. He's he's good, man. He he got better every year at Louisville, and so far, I know it's only the second year. He's gotten better every year in the NFL. Wait till he could read a defense and make consistent throws all the time and get a little bit more comfortable. It's that's the next best thing in the NFL. It's him and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Stars, they have some stars coming up. I want to get my. Bake, heal up, brother. I know you hurt your hand, and I'm not going to say too much. I'm not going to mention your name or a bunch of Schubert will get on my ass. But heal up, Bake, because I want to see you in this conversation with the Lamars, the Patricks, and the Deshaun. <laughs> Who? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm keeping pushing. Uh, tell us your games of the week. I'll start with you, Schubert. Tell, tell us a game that the people should be watching for and give us your picks. Uh, One that is not one that I think everyone would expect me to say is uh Tennessee versus Oakland. It's uh it's one of the afternoon games. And if uh you know Tennessee's been surging recently since they benched Mariota and gone with Tannehill. Yeah. And so they're now a playoff contender. They have a chance to get into the wild card spot. So a win here against Oakland would be a really key to that, especially because their next three games are two games against the Texans and the Saints. So mm-hmm. it's three tough games ahead of them, but you know their team, their team, their team to put on watch uh, when it comes to for the Saints and the and the Texans. That's a that's kind of like a, a game at the end of the year that you can lose for a team that's surging, like the Titans who need the win. So mm-hmm. you you got the Titans winning. I do have the Titans winning. The Oakland has just not been playing the way that they were two weeks ago when we all thought that they you know might be going somewhere. That's true. I got the Titans winning as well, even though it hurts me because I got to bet with Kenny Mills. Titans got to get out of the playoffs, baby, because so Kenny Mills can drop me a quick hundo because when he made that bet before the season, I was like, yo, that dude's crazy. Like, Titans not making the playoffs. Yo, they might make it to the playoffs, bro. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo, shout out to Kitty you, Mills, bro. You better be watching this game cheer for Oakland. I am pulling for Oakland. Oh, my goodness. Julian, give us a game to watch for this week. Uh, Eagles and the Giants. Eli Manning's coming back from Monday Night Football. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. He's playing? Yeah, uh-huh. he started. So yeah. it might be a little what? farewell tour. His last hurrah because Daniel Jones have a high ankle sprain. So oh, okay. I'm excited to see. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if the Giants knock off uh, the Eagles. It it would just it, it would make sense. That's all I gotta say. The game. I, I, I also picked the Giants. Yeah. Eli Manning. What a crazy. It just sounds. It, it's a story. It, it sounds right. It what, does it sound right. Eli Manning coming back after being off the bench for a while and coming against back to the lose, Eagles against the Eagles to lose. He's going to go ahead and win that game. That's yeah. all I got to say. Okay, well, let's see. Y'all both picking the Giants. Uh, the Eagles are a dumpster fire, man, if I'm being honest. But I'm going with the Eagles, man. Eli Manning, rusty old ass. Send him home. He's on the bench for a reason. But I got two games since y'all both picked. Schubert's game is interesting. Julian picked the game for the stories. But there's way two better games coming up this week. There's three great games. Like, yeah, look, uh, Saints 49ers, arguably the best game of the week. 10-2 49ers, 10-2 Saints. It's the two top dogs meet, and it reminds me of Rams Saints last year. This game could determine whether or not the Saints get home field advantage. This is a game that I I think we definitely need to win. So because of the injury bug I mentioned earlier, if we can – somehow secure dome field advantage throughout the playoffs. That could be something big. I'm picking the Saints to beat the 49ers this week. Schubert, who you got? Uh, I got the 49ers. Mm, Julian, who you got? 49ers. Ooh, I'm going with the Saints. Who that, baby? Let's go. Another game we got this week, Chiefs-Patriots. Look, I do not believe the Patriots are, are a good team. I'm picking the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have a lot to prove. I want to see the Chiefs get the dub. But not only do I want to see it, I think they will accomplish it because the Patriots just look like a tizzy. But I do expect Bill Belichick's defense to come out and play great because that's the type of coach that Bill is. Shoot, who you got winning that game? Out of the 10 wins the Patriots have, only three of them have been against teams with winning records. And two, two of those teams are the Titans. They beat them by four. And the other team is the Bills. They beat them by six. Uh, playing a team that actually is... Uh, not, you know, terrible. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Ooh, Julian, who you got? I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but I don't think Bill Belichick's going to learn a lot this first time. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. But if they play the second time, easily the Patriots. Mm, Okay, okay. Uh, Ravens and Bills are also playing. That is definitely going to be a good game because – the Bills are surging right now, and the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, so be sure to check out that game as well. Let's jump to the NBA, bring in Justin Batiste. So the way we're doing the NBA this year, we're bringing a different different topics to the, uh, to the table, and we're going to discuss some things that we've seen in the NBA, different storylines. And I want to start off with this one because we're seeing a lot of these centers play in the NBA. Some aren't dominating as we thought. Uh, Nikola Jokic looks out of shape, as well as... Joel Embiid is not playing to the abilities that we thought Joel Embiid would play to. I want to ask, who is the best center in the NBA, as well as, is Joel Embiid overrated? Those two questions are separate, but you can tie them together if you choose. Justin, I'm going to start with you, brother. Who do you think the best center in the NBA is, and do you think Joel Embiid is overrated? 
I think it's pretty easy. I think it's Joel Embiid, and I don't, I don't think he's underrated. He's uh, overrated. But then again, like it's not too many big men in the like. Not, it's not too many centers in in the league. So like, I really like to go to say like who's the best big man. So I like to kind of throw in power forwards and centers. But okay. if we're doing just centers, I would say Joel Embiid. But my best big man, I would have to say uh, Anthony Davis. All right, all right. Julian, he's, he's the best big in the NBA. But, but you don't think Joel Embiid. You don't think he's overrated? I mean, I don't I don't think he's overrated. Like, I mean, his stats are pretty solid. He's averaging a double double, 25 and 12. Um, no, that that's true. That's true. That's I, I solid, you know. I, I, I can I can see no, that. I mean, Lyndon, do you think he's he do you think people are saying that he's an MVP? No, no, not at all. He's not. I, I mean, like, I just don't understand like how you think he's overrated. I'm gonna get to my point. I just want to get all you guys out. I'm I'm gonna pull mine up after after uh after you guys speak. Uh, Julian, I'll come to you first. Uh, who do you think the best big man in the league is, and do you think Joel Embiid is overrated? Well, like Justin said, if you say big man, of course I say Anthony Davis. But the topic is about centers, so you got Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic. But uh, I don't think Joel Embiid. I think he's the best. I don't think he's overrated. I just think he needs a foot in his ass to produce. And whenever he wants to produce and whenever he's fired up to produce, you can't beat him. Like, you know, whenever he has a real motive to play hard. But half the time he doesn't. He's either hurt half the time. And when he's not hurt, he's just playing half ass. And I kind of blame the coach a little bit because I don't really think he's the best fit for that team. That whole team's pretty stagnant. But uh, he's not overrated. He's just... Yeah, lazy. Let me know. pull up. Let me pull up some stats for you guys. So, my the reason why I pose this question is because the the national conversation. Wait, Jordan, Schubert. Uh, oh no! Oh, Schubert, Schubert. Schubert said his thing with yeah, his yeah, little bitch. Oh. I, I knew no, what he was doing. Well, okay. I mean, I. Go ahead. I, I will say, like, I don't know if Joel Embiid would be like my number one center right now. Like, I put a lot of. I put a, I take a, give a lot of credit to the stats and statistically I feel like Carl Anthony Towns Woo! and Lamarcus Aldridge are doing the best. I'm taking my arguments before I can even get them, but go ahead, keep going. I love it. No, I don't think, but I don't think that they are a better overall player than Joel Embiid. Like I feel like Joel Embiid is the same kind of talent as Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe like at a head-to-head, I don't. I, I mean, even in a head-to-head, like I think that it, it's pretty hard fought. So, I mean, I think that they're probably the top ones. I think a counterpoint is that as as a center, Jokic doesn't put up the numbers that a, he does to be a star. Mm, we'll get to we'll get to that. Let or me his my, team. I'm, I'm going to come to Jokic with you because I, I, I want to talk about him because he's underperforming this year compared to what I thought he would do in the NBA. I want to get to uh, Joel Embiid real quick. So this year, Joel Embiid's stats are he has, he's averaging 22 points. He's averaging one block, 1.4 blocks. He's averaging a total of 12 rebounds per game. Compared to Carl Anthony Towns in this year, who is having a, a great year with Minnesota, and Minnesota's damn near an anomaly to where him and Andrew Wiggins are finally clicking. Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 25.9 points, uh, t- total rebounds 12.5, 1.4 blocks. So he's, he's beating him out in the, in the points, but he's also getting a solid four assists compared to Joel Embiid's 2.9 assists in Carlton Towns is making his presence felt more. I understand that Philly is winning. Philly has arguably better players and is a better team than them. But for the national conversation that's around Joel Embiid, that he is dominant 
He has not been dominant with 22 points. I understand he has to share the ball more, but for a guy who, who can stretch the floor, who is as big as him, quick as him, he has not been dominant. Dominant is he's in year four of his career. Dominant is Shaquille O'Neal in year four. Let's look at his numbers. Shaq averaged 26 points, 11 rebounds, two, 2.9 assists, as well as two blocks. He's dominant both on the offensive end and the defensive end. And I just don't see that from Joel Embiid. And I kind of agree with Julian in the fact that maybe that I'm not going to agree with you all that he's uh, underrated because I, th- I think he is a little overrated in the sense of best center in the league. I don't think he is that. And I think what Julian said is he's also lazy, which I think he does need a kick in the butt because if Joel Embiid actually played with a little more intensity, he could be the best center in the league. I think he has the talent to so, be. So what I is he, the second best center in the league? I think he's I, the first best. I would say, and this is hard because my guy that I would put above him has not been playing good this year. He's been averaging 15 points, mm. uh, 10 rebounds, and six mm. assists. Uh, the mm, and that team's supposed to be number one. And that team's supposed to be good. I would normally put Nikola, Nikola Jokic above him, but I'm putting Carl Anthony Towns in as the best center in the NBA. And if we're talking best big man, I have Anthony Davis above him, as well as Giannis Antetokounmpo. I do not think Joel is the best in the game. And Nikola Jokic, Schubert, you, you were right when you brought him up because I was wrong about Denver this year. Denver has not been performing to the standards that we expected from them. Because, like, when you first pose this question, the first thing that I would think of if this was last year would be like, oh, well, Nikola Jokic. Yes, that, and that's what I was thinking as well. But, you know, for the question of, like, who is Joel Embiid overrated, I mean, it's like, okay, so if you want to say that Carl Anthony Towns is having a really great year this year and that he's the best center, well, then sure. But that doesn't mean that Joel Embiid isn't just right there. <laughs> I mean, he's right there. He's, like, he's right there, but he's no, not. No, no, because you see, Carl Anthony, Joel Embiid's uh, year is just about as equal to Carl Anthony Towns' best year. Exactly. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, the past few years, look, he finally got it together. That that Minnesota, uh, the Timberwolves team has had so much talent on it. It's ridiculous they hadn't made it to the playoffs or made a run True. in the playoffs at least once. I credit that to Carl Anthony Towns. He's another one that needs a foot in the ass as well. But he just doesn't have that it factor. He doesn't have that assassin mentality in him. You well, know, this just year to, he's been showing it. I got to give him. He's been playing well this year. But Joel Embiid missed like well, how many games they played this year? Like what? They 50? have played, they played twenty. I'll give you. They are yeah. They played twenty one. Okay, he's, he's, he's missed he's at least like eight three. or nine. Oh, three. He, he played seventeen games this season. Yeah, you know, I so it's always something that. with him. But Carl Anthony Towns, I've been uh, we've been through this with him before. I mean, look, it took him four years to do this, and he's always had the same amount of talent around him. He's been the same type of player. What he finally decided, ooh, let me try a little harder this year. After <laughs> Jimmy Butler whooped his ass with the third string, you know, it makes no sense. You think it's that would It's because every well? dude in the NBA is, like, stole his girl. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Like, calling Anthony Towns, like, he's good and all, but I don't think he'll ever just eclipse what he'll suppo- what he's supposed to be. I don't think he'll ever reach his full potential because there's something in his head. I don't know. It just, I think Joel Embiid is just better. If you ask me what I had to take in the playoffs, it's Joel. And as far as Nikola uh, Jokic, I could go off on him. I'm not saying, look, I, I said Joel Embiid has the talent to be the best center, but he's not having the best year this year. And therefore, for me, based upon the numbers and based upon of how these guys are playing, I'm going with Carnegie Towns. I want to ask Justin this question because people keep going off about the Atlanta Hawks. I posted a tweet tonight that Atlanta Hawks had this stat right here. Um, 
So in the last, uh, so the most 30-point tennis game before turning 22 years old, the number guy, the guy that has number 12 is Trey Young, while LeBron James has 11. He passed up LeBron. I want to ask you this, Justin. As good as Trey Young has, why has it not translated into wins? That's a good question. And I just feel like, I mean, I want to say his team because, I mean, he's he's putting up numbers, but it's like, who's second to him? Mm, okay, okay. You know I mean, what? like, 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 who's... Like, you know, who's his uh so who's his surrounding team? Like, you know, who's the his second best star? Is it too early to judge him? I mean, I don't I don't think it's too early because I mean he's putting up the numbers, he's giving 30, 40, and they're they're still losing. That's and my thing. We, 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 when you watch him play, it's not like he he's a selfish player. He's not Cam Reddish dropped 25 be- tonight. Maybe that's the emergence <laughs> of someone for him, but to me it's just all these stats mean nothing because he's not translating mental wins, at least when LeBron was with the young Cavaliers. And I'm not comparing Trey Young to LeBron. I'm just saying that his stats may seem over padded because he's the only guy. And I don't know if he gets another guy. How, like, is he that guy? I just don't know. He might be someone's robber. I just mm. feel like, you know, for, cause like he, he's not LeBron. Cause Le, uh, LeBron James is just, he's just a, he, he was just dominant. He could go inside. He can go out. Now Trey Young, he's just, he's a shooter. So, you know, it's hard for him to dominate the game like LeBron James did and carry a team. So I think like I, I like to compare him to more like Curry because, you know, I, I honestly don't think Curry could just carry a team by himself. He needs Clay, He needs Draymond. He needs those guys for him to be – for his team to be great. So I feel like Trey Young, he's a great player, but he can't carry a team. He needs help. He needs, like, players who's going to pr- produce like a Clay Thompson or, or Draymond Green. So until he gets that, you know, that type of help, I don't think the Hawks are going to be that team. Okay, okay. I was just, I was just wondering because I keep seeing these stats that he's breaking, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't see these, 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 these stats and these numbers translating to wins. Julian, you were, you were, you were mumbling over there when I was talking about Trey Young. What's, what's your opinion on this matter? Uh, well, I 100% agree with Justin. I just wanted to add to the fact that this is still a very, very young team. And one thing I noticed about young teams across the NBA, they don't play defense whatsoever. So they can score as many points as they want, but they can't stop the score. And whenever it comes crunch time in the fourth quarter where you really need to step on the defense, they can't. And they lack the size. Trey Young's not big. He can't do anything on the defensive end. Cam Reddish is a baby in the NBA. I mean, they don't I can't even they don't really have any defensive players on that team that I could like and say, Oh yeah, he could D up somebody. Like, yeah, he could lock down somebody. I can't think of one player on the team right now that that I could just, with all my heart, go ahead and say, "Oh yeah, I trust him on the defensive end." Maybe so it's just all give me a time. Give me, give me a time. Give me a time machine. Take me back ten years, and I'll take Vince Carter. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So, Actually, fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, Vince Carter's old, man. But yeah. let me say this: compared to the person that was taking over him in the draft, my guy Luka Doncic right now is has his team. <laughs> 15 and 6. I know he has a better team than, than Trey. I'm 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 not I'm not going to argue that, but I'm just saying he if you watch that Pelicans game, they would not have won that game without Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic dominated the game. He, what? Look, he had 33 points, 10 18 rebounds, 5 assists. No one else came close to 20 points except Seth Curry who had 19 who was just not They didn't get a chance to shoot. <laughs> we didn't get a chance. That to dude shoot. come down the Four and he, no one guards him, so he just shoots and scores. He has Luka a bigger green. Oh my gosh! Hey, he has a bigger green light than Kyle Kuzma. Now that's bad. 
He's the best player on the team. He's an MVP. Yeah, but he he'll really shoot it from anywhere. I know you could be the best player, and it's on. Man, this dude, he'll shoot it. I mean, he'll make it. Don't get me wrong, but he ain't afraid to shoot. That's all I gotta say. Oh shit! All I'm saying is the Pelicans the Pelicans couldn't guard Tim Hardaway Jr. the other night, so. I think the Pelicans would have still lost that game. <laughs> we'll get to them in a second. I just wanted to shout out to Luca, Luca MVP candidate. Look, man, that's my guy. I told He's you about awesome. making the playoffs. He is amazing, bro. That He's dude, a dominant player. We got to give him his props. Bro. Like, I get that I get that Giannis is doing well. I get that Giannis is doing his thing leading the, leading the Eastern Conference. And I get people have him as the front-running MVP. But Giannis Antetokounmpo's game, and, and maybe this is wrong of me to say, but it's the same reason to me why I don't think James Harden wins MVP because their games are so – they do the same thing year in and year out, and we don't see much difference from them. And, yes, Giannis is leading his team, but who didn't think that that team would be good? But when to see the Dallas Mavericks – and I know it's very, very early in the season and all of this can change, but to see the Dallas Mavericks at 15 and 6 and to say Kristaps Porzingis isn't playing as well as he was as the Knicks and to see this being Luka dominate, we got to get that dude. Props, man. This dude is something special. He has stats. He has the, as he's the youngest player with the most double doubles, he's in a category with Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, and Shaq. Those are the only dudes in that category. This dude is incredible. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, just, he's been down just being, being in the building watching him was pretty crazy. I bet seeing him live is insane when he does that. And, and Julian, I'm not taking away from what you said because he does pull up from damn near half court. Seeing him do that step back nonsense on the Pelicans made me sick. <laughs> it, it just falls, man. It falls every time. It's crazy. Like, and the crazy thing is... It's like it watching looks, Steph. It looks like it's he... Like, but, but the thing is, Steph is quick. It looks like Luca's slow as hell, but he gets yeah. his shit off. Like, it, it's kind of like, you know, like the, the Euro style of basketball where they're like, oh, I'm going to dribble on you and my ISO, and then I'm going to like step back. Ooh. But they hit. Uh, Luca reminds me of the old white dude at Reds. Like, just any of them. That yeah. Like, I mean, do that Mavericks team? Slow. They have a good team. They have a lot of size on that team. So they do. that's a, they that's do. a big help. And they believe their players. Like, Dwight, yeah. say Dwight Powell's a big-time hustle player. Dude, that's, they have some hustle players on that team. You're right. They have Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, DeLon Wright. Those are people. Maxi Kleber. Those are dudes who have been in that system. And I got to give Mark Cuban his props because he's built the team. He got his guy. He, he wouldn't get a star for Chris Epps, and they've kept. They haven't gone out the way for bigger-name guys. They've they formed their guys, and they've groomed them, and they, they got the right hustle guys, the right shooters, uh, 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 Seth Curry. Uh, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and they mapped them around their stars, and this team is solid. Now, the question that I have with this team is, come playoff when the game slows, does Luka have someone else to help him create? I don't think he has that, but that'll be how good we see he is if he can battle through that. LeBron has needed someone. Uh, everybody's needed someone to come in and be that other guy. We got to see if Luka can handle that that pressure, and if he will need another guy, I think that's going to hinder him in the playoff the the pressure there then lies on Chris Stapps Porzingis. I mean, yeah. he's just not the I mean, guy gonna, he was two, three years well, ago. Well, it's going to take some time. I think he's still that guy. Uh, he's, he, he hadn't played for a year and a half. but So yeah. he's still working his way into basketball shape and getting the movements and whatnot. By the time Christmas comes around, well, by the time, you know, all-star break comes around, he, he, he'll be ready. That, and that's what, that's what we're going to need. That's what he's going to need. And, and Shaq said it best. Like, he has to dominate. Like, Shaq Oh, he will. Him. Like, he has to dominate these the post, man. There's no... Kristaps Porzingis was posting up Lonzo Ball and, and missing 
turnaround jumpers. I was like, bro, you know, Lonzo's on you? And I'm not even a, a, a Mavericks fan. I'm like, go dunk it on the, in, the, in, the, in the paint, bro. Like, go dominate. Like, what is going on? Like, eventually he's going to have to go up against AD. Yeah, and that and that's the question. Like, can he go up against the ADs? Even Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell is a dog in the paint. Like, Montrez Harrell is strong, and he, he'll he get to the rim, and he'll bully a, a guy like a Chris Porzingis. If a car Anthony Towns makes a playoffs, like there's there's teams with big Clint Capella's no joke, and then they have Nikola Jokic as well as Rudy Gobert. That's the teams that are that's the other big men in the league. And the Lakers not only have AD, they have Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. They're rotating bodies at him. And if he's not up to snuff, that might be the reason why the Dallas Mavericks don't do as well as people expect them to or think they do. But they're also a young team, so I don't know how much expectations. Come with that, Honestly, but. I think like this year, this playoffs, I think we, uh, I think we see Luca emerge as a superstar. I think he takes over the playoffs. Honestly, I believe. I would surprised if he has his Giannis year. I could believe it. I I could see that happening and them losing out. Like I think he might win around one, losing around two to like a Lakers, but dominate. But like do, do well, well against the, LeBron if LeBron's not. The thing like, is, a, a round season. one for them could be against like. Oh crap! I mean, they can play. They could go up against the Rockets in a round one. Like, imagine if they were the the four or five. They beat the Rockets. Like, that's a huge win. That's a huge statement win against a Russian James Harden's team that expected to make it to to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I mean that's huge. I mean, uh, who else would be in there? It's hard to tell right now. I feel like the West is like with the bottom four. It's kind of anything goes. And look, shout out to the Phoenix Suns, man. Shout out to Devin Booker finally doing his thing with it. Got Kelly Oubre looking good, man. Julian, I remember you said you you love some Kelly Oubre, but he never got his stuff together. He's doing his stuff right now. Wait till he gets playing good. The Suns might make the playoffs, man. (laughs) Yeah, I guess there's not many clubs out there in uh, Phoenix. Trailblazers fell off, off, brother. Mellow. Mellow's there. And I Apparently, he's playing really good. He was like the player of the week last week. Yeah, he was. He yes, was. sir. Yeah, they gave it to him. Yeah, they gave it to him. Yeah. He didn't wear it. It should have been LeBron or Harden. They just gave him that shit. Oh, man. Let's talk about Pelicans. Let's get it over with. This will be the last topic of the day. My goodness. How bad are the Pelicans, you guys? Let's Can we just... You just go around in a circle and just, what are y'all this seeing? It's an open discussion. Yeah, <laughs> let's just see. What are y'all seeing from them? And I'll give my take last. Like, I want to know what you guys have seen. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, Justin, I'll start with you, brother. And then then from Justin, whoever wants to take it away, take it away. Don't overstep each other. And then then let everybody speak. Justin, you can start us off, brother. What are you seeing from the Pels? I just had so much hope for them coming into the season. I know. Like, did I sell you? Did David Griffin sell you? Did we all, did we, did we all sell you? I mean, like... I'm not gonna go there because Zion isn't playing. I know he's a big, you know, focal point to the team. You know, he's he's you know he was supposed to be a face of the franchise coming in. Like that type of player changes the whole changes the whole team. But I mean, you can't make an excuse for you know the way that they've been playing. They're like what last in the West? Oh, second the second to last. last six six and fifteen. So it's just hard to see that, but. They, I think they, I think they need Zion back, and I'll leave it at that. I know y'all are about to go in on them, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> they need Zion back. Uh, well, I mean, my thing is, is if there was a way that they could have gotten Kuzma and not Ball, that would have been nice. 
but like i mean like that dude's not that dude hasn't shown up man i was watching him yesterday and like he, i mean he went i'm looking at the, the stats court. right now two two for 12 from the floor man like it was ridiculous dude he was getting booed like it was just like not good <laughs> like he's just not He's just not doing it for me. And uh, the one person that I was the most concerned about is the person I'm, that now I feel the most confident in every night, Brandon Ingram. Yes! Like, yes! Like, I'm the biggest like Brandon, Brandon Ingram is a solid player. Like, I'm like, dang, Brandon Ingram can play basketball. Like, I didn't, I, I totally doubted him. I'm sorry. No, I'm in. I'm sold on BI. Because, like, at this point, like, he's the only person who comes out on a, every given night and will put, you know, 20, 25, uh, I think he averages about 25. Like, 26. I mean, he, he averages 26. Don't, don't take no points away from B.I. B.I. <laughs> and, like, those were the numbers that were expected of Drew Holiday, who has not uh-huh. produced. So, I mean, it's like, I think that he's at the crest fall. So, it was like, okay, so you decided to go into this season, and instead of doing a complete revamp, you're like, okay, well, let's go ahead and, and, and say that Drew Holiday is going to be our star and get no better player than him. Technically, and then you're gonna. We're just gonna keep the coach because he, even though he hasn't done anything good in the past five seasons, or however long he's been, it seems like he's been there forever. So, and, but I mean, like there was lots of positives. Like I don't, I think there are lots of good things through the future because at at the at the end of the day, like the expectation going in the season for my for me. At one end was high because everyone was like, "Oh yeah, you know, people, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's you're gonna see the results." But I was like, "Okay, well, I mean, like, with getting all these young guys and getting Zion on, on the in the picture, like, I thought it was gonna be this, but a little bit better than this. Like, not yeah, to the I point where I just don't want to watch him." Look, I'm not going to let you do that because I thought they was going to be better than this. I like I said they were a fringe playoff team, probably like nine or ten seed, and I thought they were going to at least put together wins. If you tell me Drew Holiday is going to have his MVP season, I'm buying into him. I, Drew Holiday at one point was a top five shooting guard in the league. Now he's not even <laughs> not, not, not even top eight. Like my oh, goodness, Drew Holiday isn't doing any like he he plays for stretches where he plays better, but then he has nights where he just gets 18 points a game, guard you. Like yes, he plays great defense. Yes, he's one of the best defenders in the league. But if you're Ooh. the focal point of the team. You have to close the Pelicans. He's not taking over games. The Pelicans are one of the worst teams in final second play. They lose majority of those games when it comes down to clutch moments. They are not good. Lonzo Ball, I tweeted the other day. If Lonzo, he just stands there. And when he doesn't make his shot, he's not there. But he plays good defense. But it's like, Lonzo, if you want to be active in, in someone that gets to the potential that you're supposed to be, yes, you're a great passer, but if you don't penetrate and draw defenders and make defenders feel like, oh, I have to try to help this guy, then your great passing doesn't matter. If you don't pull a defender to you when you penetrate or when when you have the ball, then your great passing won't amount to anything because these cuts aren't doing anything because people are expecting you to pass the ball. If you don't penetrate with a purpose, it does not matter. You have to, and not only with a purpose, you have to penetrate with an intention to score. I don't know what it is, but if you can't do a layup, you need to fucking practice layups because your three-point shot is, is looking better. That'll come with time. I'm not even upset about the threes. That's not even what I'm upset about. I actually think... He went two for 10. Actually, he did, but his shot is finally looking right, and you cannot, just because your shot looks right from playing basketball... You cannot jump overnight and be good at shooting threes. That will not come till next season. So I'm not going to fuss at him for shooting shots. 
I'm going to fuss at him for not driving to the lane, not drawing fouls, not penetrating, not being a true point guard, but just standing there like you're J.J. Redick. You can't do that. Like, you fucking can't do that. You Oof. have to play the point guard position. Like, I'm, and why, and am I feeling my crazy? Why are we depending on JJ Reddick to be the star? Oh, that's another thing. Like, why does JJ Reddick take 30 fucking shots? I know he has to because there's no other fucking shooter on the team. And I said this before the fucking leagues, the season started, but my goodness, he takes the fucking stupidest shots like he's Steph Curry. My Ooh. God. Ooh, whoa, whoa, Lyndon, breathe. Remember your breathing exercise. It's ridiculous. It's, it's All right. ridiculous. Nobody wants to talk about it. Like at one point, the, the, they were playing their best. They were playing their best basketball when they had Kendrick Williams on the court. There we go. There we go. There we go. Go ahead. All right. Because we didn't even start with Gentry yet. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll segue into him too. So look, all of y'all, whenever, whenever they hired David Griffin. Everyone was like, ooh, I'm so happy they hired David Griffin. Ooh, majority of people didn't know who the hell that was. Y'all were just so happy to get a new GM to get rid of the other one. I already done forgot his name, thank goodness. Dale Dimps. Dale Dimps. Y'all were so happy to get rid of his ass that y'all would take anybody, and I understand that. So y'all went ahead, y'all got David Griffin, and y'all bought the snake oil. Y'all bought into what he had to do, not realizing, as a GM, the only thing that he's really done is draft Jack Jackson Hayes. He didn't pass up on him. He chose Jackson Hayes. As and far the as the, I got to give him the kill too because okay. he's a baller. Yeah, but as far as that trade with Anthony Davis, that was going down regardless or not. So people already gave David Griffin too much uh, credit. Now he's feeling himself. Number two, that offense, I watch, look, I don't watch that many Pelicans games because, you know, there's just other things to do that are more enjoyable. Yeah, but I was I was I watched that whole game last night because I knew it would come on the on the segment today. I looked at that game and I looked at that offense, and that has to be the most uninspired, pathetic team I've ever seen. Those players, I can already tell. Alvin Gentry, you know, we could say what we want about him. He was trying to get his team motivated. They don't give a damn. He's just he should. They're just out there. They, they look so unmotivated. You know how unmotivated you got to be to stand around. And look, I know what you said about Lonzo, and I agree. I don't know what's wrong with him. Whenever he was at UCLA, and even he didn't on the play Lakers, like he, even when he was on the Lakers with all that talent around him, like LeBron and stuff, he was still penetrating to the goal, creating things for everybody, looking like what he was supposed to be. Last night, he did not move, and it wasn't just him. Drew Holiday didn't move much. Nobody okay. moved. Everyone, everyone except Brandon Ingram. Was, and, was and that standing was the around. The least on. Exactly. Give Brandon Ingram his props, yeah, I give man. him like, the prop. He wants to play. He wants to get traded again. I feel him. Uh, <laughs> but that whole team, bro. They lived, if they Brandon Ingram really got, tra- got traded to a contender, they they would win the they would win the spot. <laughs> if he comes off the bench, uh, yo, Brandon Ingram could be some on the team. But like, nah, man. I, I I I let me say this. He's too ISO. I don't really care for his game for the most part. To be honest, he's really he, ISO but, and he takes look, a lot of time. But if he come off the bench for like a good team, that that could work. But even even in a playoff situation with the Pelicans, if, if Zion is the let's say if Zion becomes the guy that we want him to be, Zion's not that guy. Come fourth quarter in a playoff game where he t- he takes the ball over and scores. You need a guy like Brandon Ingram. That no, can, not scared. Yeah. That's not scared. That can that can take those shots. That's that can hit the big bucket. That can and you tweeted me this other day. That can take mid range twos. I don't get what's up with the Pelicans and threes. They they take so many threes and they they don't have a freaking shooter on the team. I understand that analytically twos are not twos are not the wave. 
But my goodness, if you see the last play- couple of playoff winners and the people that dominate in the playoffs, you need someone that can get their shot from a mid-range too. As good as Golden State was, they were at their best when they had someone like Kevin Durant who can get his shot in the mid-range and that can solidify a bucket when need be. And Brandon Ingram's that guy right now. He's the only one they have. Dude, that offense last night was so – I've never seen anything like it. They were literally standing around – Look at this. People don't think about this and shoot, but now that I'm about to say, you're going to realize how many free throws you saw the Pelican shoot last night that wasn't a technical? Mm. No, no, Probably no. not much. How do you not shoot any free throws? That means no one is penetrating to the basket. No one even had their back to the basket. Everything was trying to get... If Jackson Hayes scored something, it was off a pick and roll. Other than that, no post play, no, no, no physicality whatsoever. How do you expect to win? Like that. They shot 15 as a team total, all, and they only made 10. All of those players that have that physicality, too, are on the bench. Like, you know, Okafor is out. Josh Favors is out. Well, I'm just saying, like, the big men. Like, oh, that's oh, Jackson true. Hayes is all you got. And Jackson Hayes, Hayes is lanky. I mean, he's And, and Melly is not a five. Like, Melly is there to be – Melly is there for when Zion's doing his thing and for him to hit open shot. Y'all asking too much in the call of Melly right now. I'm just being honest. I'm that's just true. I mean, like, I agree with you there. He's I think, shooter. like – yeah, yeah, he's not He's not what they are at, like, posting up, doing all this. He's a guy that when your offense is going well, he's a five that can facilitate and knock down shots. That's what he is. He is not what they're asking him to be. And Gentry's I'm, trying to play him to be – Gentry is like, oh, you're like Miritich, so I'm going to make you play you like got it Because they don't have anybody else, and it, and it sucks, man. That The injury bug has hurt them. But at the same time, they should not look like they did. Like, see, there's a difference from losing – and losing where you look like you're morally defeated. They look like their spirits were crushed that game. And they had an opportunity to win. If I'm being frank, the, the, the Mavericks had damn near 20 turnovers in the first quarter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were giving them the game. And, and, like, and Porzingis was in foul trouble. Luka was doing his thing, but nobody else was doing nothing besides Luka. And when Luka was on the floor, it was like, Damn, the second the second unit's killing the Pelicans too. What the hell is going on? That was what I was. That was what I was thinking about because all of a sudden I see it's like a nine point game, and the second unit's out there. And I'm like, okay, like maybe we could get some, you know, get closer. And they put five points, seven points, and I'm like, what? It's almost twenty points now, yeah. and the second <laughs> unit's on. What Kluber? What's the Kluber? What's his name? Like, this guy. Like, what is this guy doing? Throwing dimes, you know, hitting uh, Dorian Finney Smith. Like, what? <laughs> Dwight Powell dunking on niggas. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Justin, I'm sorry for the language, but I told you it was going to get right in this segment. Look, man, I'm, I, I said this a week ago, and some Pels fans got at me. Shout out to the Pels fan that listened to the pod that was, that was talking to me. We had a healthy discussion. And I'm I'm just saying, as the weeks continue, it's going to show more and more why we need a new coach. I th- I'm saying right now, I think we need a new one. He was saying that maybe we shouldn't hire one in the middle of the season. What does that say? Does that like, are we just giving up on the season? And, and uh, he said something. He made some other good points. What does that change right now with all the injuries and whatnot? Look, all I'm saying is, we need a new voice because it, it's obvious that this voice isn't working. The system isn't working. The defense isn't working. And this is the guy that's in charge. Maybe with these young guys, we see development from them. Maybe it's best to get a, a voice in there that, that can get to them. Because Julian's right. Gentry was trying to rowdy up the guys. It just wasn't working. 
They just didn't want to play for him. That it offense was- doesn't fit. The offense that he wants to run doesn't fit that team. The offense that he wants to run. You don't have enough shooting for it. The, There's not enough and they don't have enough shooting in the NBA for the type of like James Harden is not gonna come to the Pelicans. Okay. Like he needs a player like that. That team doesn't have a player like that. This team has a lot of size on it if you really look at it. And they're young and fast. Could you imagine if they played physical and everyone just ran to the bucket like they're supposed to? Post up to a do? Drew Holiday, post up a Brandon Ingram. Shit, let Lonzo get some posts like. You got to use your advantage. Just slash into the... This team yes, should be living but, at the free throw line, to be honest. Like, posting up Drew Holiday, Lonzo cut to the goal, pass off. If they double team on that post up, or if they, if they, if they help to slide to the cut, that's where, Drew, that's where J.J. Redick is in the corner, supposed to get his fucking shot. Not off of three million curls where everybody knows the ball is coming to him. I, they, oh, my goodness. It's, it's just ridiculous. They look like they never played together before. It's, it's ridiculous. Your, chemistry issues, they, they are a very new team, but it's like... We got to do better than this. I got ticket holders texting me. They, they don't even want to go when Zion's there. It's, it's getting ridiculous out here in these Pelican streets. Yeah, who knows when oh, he's those coming. people are crazy. <laughs> uh, facts. Who, who, who knows? knows? Yeah. I like, might, look, my, there's a theory that he might not play this year. And if we keep losing, I wouldn't I would not believe. I wouldn't. I, I don't like, believe that's going to happen. Yeah, I think he, he I has see to play. I think he has to, too. But I could see Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin in him. Where. Man. The next game I'm going to is December 28th, and I'm expecting Zion to be out there in uniform. He might not. No, he won't be. I think it'll be 2020. Well, then then I'm selling that ticket. (laughs) When they play. Hit me up on Twitter inquiries. (laughs) Speaking of hitting up on Twitter, that's enough time this pod. Justin, tell the people they can find you on social media, my brother. You guys can find me on all social media platforms. I'm on, um, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, my... Uh, handle is Justin Baptiste 22. Yo, and shout out to Justin, man. I know y'all winning out there in the basketball streets. My guy is a coach. Oh, yeah, I know la- you- we actually won last night, man. Ooh, congratulations, my brother. That's what's up. Yeah. Love seeing oh, yeah. them go. Like, that's what's up. Julian, tell the people they can find you on social media. Also, you got an article that'll be out by the time the people hear this. Oh, yeah. You can find me on social media on Twitter at JujuNav, J-U-J-U-N-A-V. Got an article coming out about a load management in the NBA. So yes. go ahead and read it and let me know what you guys think. You know, will load management affect the ratings or will it not? Ooh, all right, all right. Well, I'm going to definitely be reading Julian's article. You guys read it. We'll talk about it next week on the pod. Comment on his article. Let him know you can find that article at www.brosythink.com. Schubert, tell the people where they can find you on social media, my brother. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hschubert14. You can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast on the Bros Who Think Network on Mon- Tuesdays, Mondays. It's Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Right Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays. Tuesdays. And um, they got a new episode out right now. <laughs> yeah, new episode out right now. We finished Titans. We talked about Watchmen, which is the greatest show on TV right now. You need to watch it. And uh, Mandalorian, of course, The Irishman, which is that really long movie that it's going to take you four days to watch. But it, it's kind of worth it. It's fire. Don't even let him do that to y'all. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino. Go watch The Irishman. Check out our review. We also reviewed Knives Out for those Ryan Johnson fans out there. But yeah, not to hijack your, your agency. Oh, that's it, man. Oh, word, word, word. Check out his show, Off the Bench. Or no, The Bench, not Off the, the Bench. bench. That's a, yeah, The Bench. That, that's another pod in general. But yeah, check out our Troopers Radio Show. You can follow me at Lynn BWT on Twitter. Follow
follow Birds Think at Birds Think. Be sure to check out Julian's article. If you are an LSU fan, we have the preview to the SEC Championship. Charles and Josh got the Georgia perspective on there, like they always do, getting other teams' perspective as well, as well as talking LSU, breaking everything down. Be sure to check that out. Check out the most recent episode of Birds Who Binge, the most recent episode of Anime Talk. New episodes of both of those will be dropping on Tuesday. You can also, if you want, you know, if you if you are in the Lafayette area, in the Acadiana area, and you're listening to the radio at 7 o'clock at night to 12, check out Late Nights with Lenny B, man. I'm out there you know, at Hot 107.9 slanging the tunes and, and giving you some, some radio content, you dig? But yeah, that's all. That's all we got this week, ladies and gents. We'll be back next Thursday. You guys be safe, be sound. For Julian, for Schubert, for Justin, for Doom. My name is Lyndon Burton. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Be safe. Have a good one. And peace. I got too many hoes, but they ain't you. You like to put that shit in your nose, but I still love you. Be doing shit that nobody knows In the streets they be thinking you're a lady But at home You're my fucking porn stars, oh God If you ain't nasty, don't at me I've been working all day I like to run the streets till it's dark out And come home, blow your back out I hope that's okay I can't leave you alone 24 hours. Lately, I've been thinking about us. About us, about us, about us. US real as they come. But you would rather be on them drugs. And I would rather hang with my thugs. Fuck when you've been training me out. You know that. You blow that well. Where that throw that? Better kiss it before I go.